Divine Truth Interviews Jesus, Mary and others are interviewed by members of the media and the public. Jesus is interviewed by Mary Magdalene on the topic of spirits. The interview was held on the 28th of June 2013 in Wilkesdale, Queensland, Australia. This is session two. Is there a devil or Satan or one spirit who controls all the other evil spirits? Yes, well, there's a, a lot of answers I'd like to give about that question. And perhaps what we need to do is have a different question related to the Bible and Christian religion and other religions that answer this, correct, uh, this, this question. But I feel it's important to answer this question in the context of spirits. Yeah. Uh, in the context of this of this frequently asked question series, firstly, no, there is no devil or Satan that controls the other dark or evil spirits in the spirit world. I have spent two thousand years in the spirit world, uh, pretty close to, and in that entire time, I've never seen uh, the devil or a Satan, the ruler of the demons, and in fact, no such being exists. It's impossible, in fact, for such a being to exist for many, many reasons. And as many people find out once they enter the spirit world, there's many reasons why such a devil cannot exist. So rather than going through all of those reasons, if we just state categorically, no, there is no such thing as a being who is a mastermind of all the, of all the demons or all the spirits who are dark in the spirit world. However, I need to say this quite clearly, there are many people who have lived on earth and who have passed into the spirit world that are in such unimaginably terrible conditions and, and in such a terrible state of rage and their physical form is in such a terrible condition that the average person, if they saw them, would believe them to be a devil or would believe them to be a demon. And they have only malicious thoughts. They're, they're, they have very little other thoughts at all other than to do malicious damage to other people, both people who are in the spirit world and also people who are on earth. And they are very strongly motivated to do so uh, through their own personal motivations. And many of them do team up together in order to do certain things to people on earth and also to control certain events and, and things that go on on earth. So while there is no Satan and there is, so there is no devil who controls the rest of the dark spirits, the truth is that there are very, very many very dark and malicious spirits who the average person would consider to be worse than the devil, uh, if, uh, whom you can meet in the spirit world. And I have met many tens of thousands of such people. And in fact, in fact, many millions, in fact, of such people exist in the spirit world. It is very difficult to help them because of their, their desire for malicious acts and evil, evil, e evil doing. And it is very difficult to help them until they reach a point of exhaustion where they have exhausted all of their energy, their, their rage, and have gotten to the point where they uh, cannot some, somehow listen, listen or see what they're actually doing. And then it's possible to actually help these people to progress out of that condition and into a different condition. So not only are... Uh, is there no Satan or devil, there is also no fixed condition in the spirit world. So those people who are currently, you could call devils, mm -hmm. or currently you could call demons, 
And those particular people can be redeemed and get out of their current condition if certain things, if they make certain personal choices which are different to their current choices. So it's very important for people to realise that uh, there are very, very malicious people who exist, but there is no mastermind of all of these malicious people. Mm. Mm. Who or what are demons? Well, demons are people who have lived on earth, who have, through their choices and desires of the things that they chose to do on earth, have done very many damaging and evil things while on earth through their choices. And then when they've passed into the spirit world, they have continued to do their damage, continue on their damaging way. So they are continuing evil doing. They continue to be malicious. They continue to be extremely damaging to both themselves and to other people. And as a result, uh, there are some, you know, scriptures in the Bible, for example, and some religions that classify them as demons. They are not fallen angels. In fact, there is no Satan, the devil, who is a fallen angel, and there is no demon that is a fallen angel. And in fact, once you become an angel, it's impossible to fall, actually. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, uh, And I say impossible because your will is always in harmony with the love that exists within your soul. And as a result of that... The love drives every action and so it's impossible to become a demon after you've been an angel. And so the, uh, God never created any unique uh, beings that have free will other than the human being. The human being is God's highest creation in terms of uh, the creation that was given free will and God doesn't have a higher creation that I've observed in the spirit world and as I said, I've been there for 2,000 years. And... While at some point in the future I might discover such a creation, um, so I'm not ruling that out, Mm -hmm. there is certainly none that exist in our universal area, particularly around uh, that surrounds this earth earth, or that surrounds the spheres uh, and dimensions that surround this earth. Um, They are only people who have lived on earth who have chosen to do very wicked and evil things because of their unwillingness to live in harmony with love And as a result, their condition has worsened and they look demonic. They look terrible with their body. They actually often portray themselves to look such a way to frighten or scare others. But the reality is when you're a spirit in the spirit world, you can visit them and talk to them even. But uh, obviously, there's usually not much success Mm -hmm. in, in trying to convince them to move away from their current course of action. Yeah, so just to be really clear, a demon is really, you're saying, a person who's lived on earth? Correct. And who's made choices that have affected, that are unloving or that are evil? Yes, so, so if we're really clear, mm-hmm. a demon or a devil in the spirit world is just a person who used to live on earth, who has now passed over into the spirit world, and because of the unloving choices they made with their free will on earth and their unloving choices that they continue to make while they're in the spirit world, they have degraded their condition so far as to only be or to become mostly malicious and evil and as a result of that take very malicious actions and terrible uh, terrible actions. In fact, actions that guide many people here on this planet are taken by these demons or spirits mm-hmm. and they have the ability to change and get out of their condition but uh, they do not take the option to do that either. So they have used their free will in a direction that's out of harmony with love 
they continue to attempt to break all of God's laws. And of course, any person who continues to attempt to break all of God's laws finds that there's a lot of pain and suffering as a result. And these particular spirits are enraged about the pain and suffering that they are personally feeling as a result of their personal choices. Mm-hmm. So they've lived on earth, they've made unloving choices. While on earth and in the spirit world. And in the spirit world after they pass. Mm-hmm. Uh, you mentioned briefly that they could make a different choice. They can. And so in that case, would then they cease being a demon? Yes, of course. So you could say a demon is not a person or a being that that is created that way Mm -hmm. or self-created that way. They are a person living in a certain level of, you know, very, very strong negative emotion that uh, they could get out of if they chose a different course of action. And uh, and in fact, there are many angels, many other spirits, which Mm -hmm. we'll talk about in a minute in another question. There are many other spirits who are trying to assist them to get out of their condition and God, through God's laws, is always trying to assist these spirits to get out of their condition, or their demonic condition. Mm-hmm. However, many of them are very resistive to listening to any yeah. logic and listening to anything regarding love. Have spirits gone from the condition of being demonic or a demon to a higher condition? Yes, there's been many spirits who have gone from being a demon to being an angel, in mm-hmm. fact. Mm-hmm. Um, Many, some of the people that people may know uh, in terms of history, people like King Herod, who was responsible for my death or partially responsible for my death, he arrived in the spirit world in a very demonic state and progressed into even a darker state after a short period of time because of the actions he took. But he is now a celestial angel. Mm. He, he got out of that condition, mostly because of the help that his soulmate gave him through that, through that process and he is now a celestial angel. Another person is uh, the first, um, the first, um, what's it called, emperor, emperor of Rome, yeah. Yeah, Caesar, <laughs> the first Caesar. I think his name is Julius Caesar. And yep. um, he, he, the first Caesar, he, he arrived in the spirit world in a very, very dark condition. He, he progressed to an even darker condition. Mm-hmm. He was almost worshipped by the other demons who were there because of how dark his condition was. Um, And then he also made progress and eventually he made progress through the help of a person on earth Mm -hmm. who actually talked to him and eventually convinced him that he could progress out of his condition into a better condition. And that was almost 2,000 years after he passed, Mm. that that occurred, 1,900 years after he passed. So there are examples in the spirit world of many demons who have become angels. Lovely. One final uh, query about demons. Mm -hmm. Often we see a demon depicted as not really human with um, extreme features and very ferocious or Mm -hmm. scary looking. Mm -hmm. Is this really how a spirit who would be called a demon looks? Frequently, yes. Uh Um, That's how they often look. They're, as I said, they're physical body has degraded into the same condition that their emotions dictate. So the more enraged the, the spirit becomes, the more their physical body and the physical appearance mirrors their condition. Mm-hmm. And also they have a, a desire generally to frighten other people. And of course, so they, have a de- they then of course have a desire to m- force other people to become afraid by manipulating their own form mm-hmm. to, so that other people become frightened of their form. 
The reality is they don't have a huge amount of power in the spirit world. In fact, the reality is that one angel can literally control if he desired to. He wouldn't desire to, but if he desired to, he could control millions of demons at the same time. Mm -hmm. So they have very little power. And in fact, most of their power is gathered by grouping together and influencing people Influence, so groups of 20, 30, 100,000, there's even some groups of 10,000 or 100,000 of them in the spirit world where they group together and then they focus all of their attention on one person and that's the only way that they really can get power through collective power. Um, they focus all of their energy and their emotions through one person and as long as that person on earth has similar types of emotions that they do or is afraid of them, mm-hmm. which obviously many people on earth are, and then these particular spirits can manipulate them into doing all sorts of things, including killing themselves, killing other people, harming other people. Um, so they have a lot of dark emotions, and these dark emotions actually have, a, have this physical result in the spirit body of modifying the physical form of the spirit body to look very evil, mm-hmm. which is the intent of the spirit themselves. They want to look evil, because they want people to be scared of them. And in fact, that is their primary emotion. Their primary emotion is to try to make other people frightened. They get a lot of joy, if you could call it joy, Mm. from making people be frightened of them. Mm. And that's their main reason for, for modifying their appearance in such a way. And it's interesting, isn't it, because you said... Uh, because many people are frightened of dark spirits and demons, mm. and yet you mentioned that the only one of the primary ways they get power is just by by pe- our fear by our fear of them. Yes, if we have no fear of them, it's very very hard for them to manipulate us in any way. The only other way they can manipulate us is through our addictions, and we can talk about that in another mm-hmm. question as well. But they they can only manipulate us through our addictions, and as a result. If we have addictions, then of course our our addictions can be manipulated by these particular spirits. But other than that, they have very little energy. Mm -hmm. They have very little ability to control us. They have no physical strength hardly whatsoever compared to a person on earth. Um, And in fact, it requires many thousands of them and often tens of thousands or even millions of them to gather together in order to manipulate matter on earth. And they all have to cooperate in order to do that. And, of course, because they're so angry, they don't find cooperation very easy. (laughs) They can't cooperate with each other very easy. They have to have a very strong focus on having one enemy before they cooperate together. And so um, there are many, many millions of these kind of people who have passed from the earth who have been quite evil in their choices while they're on earth. But as we've pointed out, they can all become angels if they chose to take some different kind of action. Uh Mm. It's a wonderful universe God has made, isn't it, in a way? <laughs> it is. <laughs> we, we get to feel the penalties and consequences of our negative actions, but on top of that, we have the potential of becoming an angel just by changing our decisions. Mm. And the, the, the capacity for someone who's made so many unloving choices to then make a different choice, mm. to become more loving and to actually have themselves and their life change completely Mm. it's one of the most beautiful provisions I feel like God has made for us yeah I feel too that uh, people on earth have a very limited view of God we don't realize how clever God is and and people on earth have this limited view they think that God would have made a being that can fall 
or, or degrade their condition without ever being redeemed. Mm. And the reality is God's universe doesn't even allow for all the laws in God's universe don't even allow for such a being to exist continuously forever. Yeah. And God's laws are constantly at work, correcting the behaviour of these particular individuals. And that's why many of them have become angels over periods of thousands of years mm. that it's taken many of them to change. And because God's laws are always at work, always bringing the person, bringing the person, drawing the person towards love. And uh, God's made a very, very clever universe one that far exceeds the imaginings of any scientist on the earth or any other theologian or any other person on earth. And whenever we think of God as a limited being, we need to start thinking again because God <laughs> yeah. has, has such a creative and uh, powerful system that helps us all grow in such positive directions that it's impossible to be negative and malicious and evil for the rest of your existence. Mm. Mm. And in fact, God has designed the universe that we have less and less power the more evil choices we make. Exactly. I think that's very misunderstood on the planet. A lot of us feel that um, evil has power, not recognising that actually we are using our will to give it power. And Exactly. It's fear that gives evil its power. Mm. That's if... the only thing. If, if everyone was not afraid of evil then evil would no longer have any power whatsoever. Mm -hmm. It's actually the fear of evil that gives evil its power. And this is one of the most damaging effects of fear on this planet. Fear perpetrates evil. So this is why it's so essential that any person who is in fear mm -hmm. deals with their fear because fear itself perpetrates evil behaviour in others and also potentially in ourselves. Will we allow, if we, we, we allow make it, excuses for our own evil if we feel our fear, if we're afraid and we don't want to confront our fear, don't we? Yes. Yeah. But not only that, we, we support the actions of evil people. Yes. We, we pander to their actions. It's very, very damaging what happens. And whereas that doesn't happen so much in the spirit world because the evil people are separated from the good people. Mm -hmm. The people who have been loving... Are live in a different location and so therefore are not as afraid of the evil itself. Uh, whereas here on earth, because we're all living together, we become afraid of the evil and the problem with becoming afraid of evil is we give it power. Yeah. And in giving it power, we are supporting it. We are supporting the generation and perpetration of evil on the planet. If we chose differently, if we chose to address our fears and release ourselves from our fears, evil could not exist on this planet. And that's one of the uh, main things that we need to bear in mind mm -hmm. when we come to talk about spirits that, that are devils or demons yeah. because they only gain power through our fear of evil. Yes, and they are more challenged to confront their own evil when we stop give, pandering and giving them yes. power. Because and they become powerless. Yes. See, the only way in which they get any satisfaction is by feeling powerful mm -hmm. over others. And when you no longer respond to their power, they feel powerless. And that's the emotion they need to address before they'll progress in the spirit world. They need to feel that powerlessness, surrender to it, have some good cries about it, <laughs> that yeah. they're now powerless and have been powerless for the majority of their life. And once they make those particular changes, then they generally change in other directions as well. It's powerful, isn't it? When we live in fear, we give evil power. Mm -hmm. But when we challenge fear and release our fear, we actually, it's not just the 
the ceasing of our support of evil, it's actually working in a positive direction Correct. immediately. Yeah. We immediately start to create environments and situations that support growth and support love and support truth. Correct. Great system that yeah. God designed. Hey? But on the earth, it's going to require large numbers of people yeah. to, to not oppose evil because you, you don't need to oppose it. You just need to not do what it dictates. Mm. That's all you need to do. And if there's large enough, large enough amounts of people doing that, it's impossible for evil to continue to survive. Mm-hmm. And in fact, once the majority of people on the planet are doing that, we can actually constrain the evil as well. We can actually place the evil under constraint using the same methods that are used in the spirit world and actually restrain the people who are given to evil tendencies until they work through their particular emotions. And one of the things we would try to do is help them feel some of their powerlessness, which means we need to create an environment for them that actually uh, helps them address the powerlessness from a psychological and emotional perspective. Mm. So that's what God's doing in the spirit world and that's what we need to do here. So getting back to the question though, if we examine the causes of evil, we can see that fear supports evil. So demons and devils can only be supported through their action by being afraid of them. Mm -hmm. And we need to address our fear. Mm. Who or what are angels? Well, angels are the complete opposites of demons (laughs) or devils, if you like. Uh, Angels are people who have lived on earth who have made choices while they're on earth that are in harmony with love. Now, the majority of people when they live on earth don't make all their choices in harmony with love, although we have the capacity to do so. The majority of people are influenced negatively as well as positively. And so what happens is the average person on the planet doesn't arrive in the spirit world as an angel. They arrive in the spirit world in one of the earlier spheres of the spirit world. Usually it's the first sphere of the spirit world. Very few people on the earth ever arrive above the second sphere of the spirit world. And that's because most people on earth have learnt to use their will out of harmony with love quite significantly Mm -hmm. while they're on earth. They've been taught to do so by their environment and also they've made a lot of choices, personal choices, out of harmony with love. So they arrive in the spirit world maybe in the first sphere. Then they learn about that progression is all about love through a series of events that usually occur after they've arrived in the spirit world. Once they learn that and they actively engage progress in love and particular in, in receiving divine love, so that's what turns a person into an angel, they begin to receive divine love. Once they receive enough divine love that all of the errors that they've ever committed have all been released from them, all the reasons why they did such things have all been released from them, and they have no tendencies whatsoever to do any of those things anymore, they become at one with God in love. And once they become at one with God, they are called an angel. Mm -hmm. And so there are many billions of angels now in the spirit world um, who over the time from 2,000 years ago to now have developed into that condition after arriving from earth into the spirit world in the first or second dimension. Some of them, as I've pointed out in a previous answer, have even arised in a rove, a rove in the spirit world as demons. Mm. <laughs> They've even aro- arrived, arrived, in, yeah. arrived in the spirit world <laughs> yeah. uh, in a very, very dark and wicked condition, but they have still progressed over time by learning how to love into being an angel. Mm-hmm. So all of the angels that I have ever met in the spirit world have all been people who have lived on earth but who have made choices to develop in love and in particular the choice to receive God's love in order to develop in love. 
to the point where they've become at one with God. Mm. And they are the angels of the spirit world. So just to... Can I point out, before we proceed, there are many people on earth who classify other beings as angels. So there is a whole group of beings who have not received God's love, who believe themselves to be divine, and these beings are in the sixth dimension of the spirit world, whereas the condition of at-one-ment with God is the eighth sphere of the spirit world. And there are many people on earth who call these spirits angels, but they are not angels. They are just the perfect, perfect natural man. Mm-hmm. So they've become perfected in love, in, in terms of natural love, but they have not received divine love. And so there are many of these kind of spirits who claim themselves to be divine, but who are not angels from God's definition of, of the matter and who have not become at one with God. Mm. Okay. So um, just to clarify, you're saying that no one has created an angel? No, just like no one has created a devil. Yeah. <laughs> so we have to make choices. If, and no one, no one has been created already in an angelic state because people have that kind of belief, don't they? They do, and no one has been created in an angelic state. To do so would be against free will. Mm -hmm. The primary gift God has given us, there's two gifts that God gives us. One is a gift that we have to ask for, and the other one we've been given without even asking. (laughs) Whether we like it or (laughs) not. Whether we liked it or not. (laughs) The gift that we've been given, whether we liked it or not, is the gift of, obviously there are a number of those gifts, but life is one of them. Yes. But the important thing that influences our future is our will, how we choose to use our will. That is a gift God gave us and how we choose to our, use our will is completely independent of anything else. Like we can choose to use it negatively and suffer the consequences of doing so or choose to use it positively and suffer the consequences of doing so. Mm-hmm. And uh, the... So that's the use of our will. The second gift, the, the primary gift that God's given us, we have to ask for, and that's divine love. And many people have never used their will to ask for divine love, and some people in the future never will, potentially never mm-hmm. will. And so they will be limited to the development of the perfect natural man in love at some point in their future. And that's the sixth dimension of the spirit world, or the sixth sphere, and that particular sphere... And there are many people who believe themselves to be God. There, there are many gods in that sphere that are self-appointed, <laughs> yes. I should say. And, but none of them are children of God in the sense of becoming, they've become at one with God. So they're children of God in the sense that God created them, but they're not children of God with regard to the reception of divine love. They haven't become born again mm-hmm. with love. Mm-hmm. Those particular spirits, of course, many of them are in good condition in terms of how they interact with people, but they don't know all the truth. They think they do, many of them do, think that they know all, everything, but they don't know all the truth and they don't know everything about love in particular because they've not received God's love. They uh, also are limited in their expression. They, they have a very happy life uh, because they've become perfected in love, in the, nat- in the expression of the love coming out of themselves, but uh, they don't ever have the supreme happiness that comes from receiving God's love. Mm -hmm. They also are limited in their development. In other words, they can't develop infinitely. They are limited in their development to the development of the sixth dimension or sixth sphere. So those particular spirits, um, some people on earth refer to them as angels. They often refer to themselves as angels, but they are not angels from the definition that that the spirits in the higher spheres have given. Mm -hmm. Yeah. One last uh, clarifier on what you've said. 
You said that in the last 2,000 years, there have been many people who've become angels. Mm -hmm. Is that to say that there wasn't any angels before your life in the first century? That's correct. There were no angels surrounding this particular earth uh, before that time. And after I discovered how to become at one with God, it was the process that was important. And once a person discovered how to become at one with God, then they could follow that process and become at one with God. So I became the first angel, if you like, the person who progressed from a condition on earth into the condition of being at one with God in love. And then after myself, there were two other spirits who who did that in the spirit world shortly after I did. And uh, Who were they? They were Moses and Elias. And both of them became at one with God in the spirit world as well. In the process of becoming at one with God, a new dimension was created. So that when I became at one with God, the eighth dimension or eighth sphere of the spirit world was created at that point in time. And, uh, and then other spirits uh, entered that condition after they became at one with God. And then, of course, I became closer and closer to God. A ninth dimension, a tenth dimension and so forth was created until we've so far created 36 dimensions mm-hmm. in, the spirit, in the spirit world. But... The spirits who uh, do not receive love from God cannot enter those dimensions. They are limited in entering the sixth dimension or sixth sphere. They cannot enter these other dimensions. Now, the reason why it happened that way was because the first human couple decided to use their will out of harmony with love Mm -hmm. and therefore degraded their condition to such an extent that that no person following them could use their will until myself used their will to receive love. So it took many, many tens of thousands of years between the first human couple being alive and then and my coming to earth before somebody on earth decided to exercise their will to receive love. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and that is a process that happened in the first century. And, and because of that, there were no angels before that period of time. Mm. But now, in the last 2,000 years, there have been many people who have exercised that same privilege as, uh, as I did in the first century and continue to do. And as a result, there are many millions and millions and millions of, of spirits who have progressed to the point of becoming angels in the spirit world. Mm. Thank you. Mm. Can spirits who are angels and spirits who are evil in their nature interact with each other? Yes, but it is under the control of the spirits who are angels. <laughs> in other words, the spirits who are angels are able to go from wherever their condition of love is, so let's, let's assume that they're in the eighth uh, sphere or greater, they are allowed to, tra- to, go, to go anywhere in the universe that is, is as developed as they are in love or lower. So in other words, they can go to the seventh sphere, the sixth sphere, the fifth sphere, the fourth sphere and so forth, and they can go to the first sphere, and many of them do very frequently. And in the first sphere, in the lower realms of the first dimension or the first sphere is where all the hells exist, where all the demons and devils exist. (laughs) And there are many angels, the spirits who have passed, who have become angelic in their nature, who decide every single day, as we would say in our terminology (laughs) here on earth, to visit the locations of the hells in order to try to assist some of the demons and devils to become angels. And so they can visit them at any time, talk to them at any time, interact with them at any time. The problem faced by many of the devils and demons is that they don't wish to, and when they don't wish to, 
obviously these angels respect the wishes mm -hmm. or the will of the devils and demons. In other words, they, they don't try to browbeat somebody into becoming loving. They're waiting for them to have a desire to become loving. And in fact, it's a beautiful system God has made because God is waiting for each of us to have a desire to become loving. In other words, God is waiting for each of us to exercise our will that we want to be loving before we get help to be loving. Mm -hmm. And this is a very powerful and, and important thing that God does. The reason why is that it's very, very difficult to help a person who's unwilling to do anything. And in fact, it's impossible to help a person who's unwilling to do anything positive. The reason why is because we would be trying to force them against their will. So if their will is that they are evil and they exercise their will in that direction, it would be very unloving of another person to try to stop them from doing what they're doing. Unless they can restrain them, then that's fine. But, if if, but, but in the hills, they are already restrained. So in God's, terms of their location, they can't actually go anywhere. Exactly. Yeah. They, can't, they can't go anywhere out of the hills. They can't go from the hills to the second dimension, for example, mm -hmm. and try to infect people in the second dimension with their you know, evil ways and malicious, and malicious deeds. So the way God's made the system in the spirit world is very good. The, the only issue we face here on earth is that any spirit, because of the condition on earth, and the condition on earth is very much a first, first dimensional condition, a first sphere condition of love. As a result of that, the condition on earth is, is, is very similar to many of the hells. And because of that, spirits in the hells can influence people here on earth because it, they can easily transverse the gap because there is no gap from a, from a spiritual or love-based perspective. If every single person on earth raised their condition to the second dimension in terms of love, then no spirit from the first dimension or the hells could influence any of us. That's the reality. The reality also is that if we lower our condition on, on earth and we become more hellish in the way in which we interact with people and we're less loving, then we open and expose ourselves to more influence mm. from the devils and demons, if you like, <laughs> that exist within the spirit world. So even that is under our control, yes. our, our personal control, but also our collective control. With this question um, asking about angels and dark spirits interacting, mm -hmm. and I know a lot of people have this idea about the battle between good and evil. Mm -hmm. Do good spirits and dark spirits wage wars with each other? Often this is depicted in mythology and things like that. So does well, that happen? Well, it depends on which way you look at it. From a, from a love perspective, obviously no one who's in a condition of love would ever wage a war. So, so we're not going to see an angel with a, being violent. Yes, with a, like the whole depictions of Jesus coming with a sword in the Bible. No, impossible. Yeah. Trust me, the only time I'm ever going to pick up a sword is to have a look at it. <laughs> put it down. <laughs> and put it down again. I'm never going to use it. And the same goes with a spear and the same goes with any other thing <laughs> that could create damage to another person, right? And the only time I'm going to pick up a knife is to cut up some fruit and veggies, perhaps. <laughs> so the reality is all of these so-called things that can be turned into weapons would never be used by a person who's in a condition of love, ever, period. Mm -hmm. That being said, um, there is a spiritual warfare of a type in the sense that uh, there are many, many angels in good conditions, many spirits who have gone into that condition of alignment with God who are in good condition of love, who are constantly trying to assist people to get out of the clutches, if you like, 
of people who are evil. And the way you assist a person to get out of the clutches of an evil person is to help them address their fear of the evil person. Mm -hmm. Once the fear is addressed, then it's very, very difficult for an evil person to influence you in any way. And so at the moment, there are on Earth, there are a large number of spirits, billions and billions of spirits, in fact, who are in an evil condition, attempting to influence the Earth. And at the same time, there are millions and millions of very, very lovely spirits who, who have a much more power than the other spirits, but, uh, but who are also more uh, conscious of the free law of free will, yeah. who are also trying to influence people on Earth. And the people on Earth are sometimes felt, feel themselves to be in this tug of war. Mm. And it does sometimes feel like a battle for their own soul. And in fact, in, in that regard, each person on Earth is in a battle for their own soul. Who, who is going to win? Mm. Are, the, are the people who are evil in the spirit world and on Earth going to influence us through our fear to do things that are evil and eventually finish up like them? Or are the people in the spirit world and on Earth who are good that have a more peaceful nature and have a desire to love and desire for more truth, are they going to influence us in a positive direction and therefore cause our natures to become more positive and more angelic in, mm -hmm. in our behaviour? That's the question that personally faces each of us. And that does feel like a battle at times. And many of the evil spirits view it as a battle, by the way. So many of the evil spirits, the dark spirits, the so-called devils and demons, mm -hmm. many of them view this um, battle for the soul of individuals on the planet as a real battle. And mm -hmm. they, are, they do everything in their possible power to harm people on earth and cause fear in order for the people on earth to be guided down into the same track that they have been. So there is a lot of uh, effort in the spirit world going on to not only help the spirits, the, the dark spirits, these evil devils and demons mm -hmm. who want to influence the earth, and to try to help them get out of their condition. There's a lot of effort uh, involved in that. And then there is also a lot of effort uh, given to by these same loving spirits trying to assist all of the people on earth who want to love to, to try to help them understand love much more than they currently do and to become more loving in their personal lives. Mm -hmm. So there is this sort of battle going on, but it's not a physical battle and it's certainly from, a, from the perspective of the spirits who are in a good condition, the angelic spirits, um, it, is, it is only a, a, a battle for, for love, right? really. Yeah. It's not, there's it's no, no violence in the There's battle. no violence in, yeah. in their, from their end. There, are, there is a lot of violence perpetrated by the dark and evil spirits, certainly, from the mm -hmm. spirit world towards people on earth and also in the spirit world. There is a lot of dark and evil acts. There are, there are in fact, entire wars going on still in the spirit world, in the hells of the spirit world, where there are wars between evil spirits warring with other spirits, and they have war every day, some of them. Mm. Some of them war all day until they're exhausted and then war again when they feel energised again. And they go over and over and over this process until they realise that it's a never-ending, exhausting process that, that something needs to change. And once they become exhausted, that's when these more loving spirits can actually assist them. So they're using their will. So there's certainly battles in the spirit world, but not between angels and demons. Mm -hmm. there's, there's battles in the spirit world between demons and demons mm -hmm. and between people in the hells, spirits in the hells, people who have passed into the hells because of their unloving actions on earth. And they often battle each other and try to harm each other and hurt each other and yell and scream at each other and violently abuse each other and so forth. 
and they often try to have people on earth do the same thing. They are often perpetrators of wars. They try to create wars in order to watch the destruction that goes on as a result of war. They try to perpetrate all sorts of violence, both violent sexual violence and, and abusive violence, uh, in order to create problems for people on earth, in order to heighten the fear. Mm. And when they have a heightened fear, then they get satisfaction. They feel satisfied from that. And this is where we on earth need to start making different choices because we don't realise collectively how much most of our choices and decisions are being influenced by these dark and evil people who have passed over into the spirit world. Thank you. But in terms of the angels themselves, they have a really positive influence on us. And in fact, almost every positive advancement that's ever been made on earth has been made through the suggestion of one of these so-called angels. It's good for our egos, isn't it? (laughs) (laughs) You start realising that that good idea didn't come from me. (laughs) It came from someone who's in a better state than I am. (laughs) (laughs) Very generous with their assistance. And they're even willing for us to claim it for a while. (laughs) Of course, when we arrive in the spirit world, we realise that perhaps we got the suggestion from someone else. (laughs) Yeah. 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 How does a spirit or a person no longer living on earth experience life? Yeah, well, it's very interesting because, you know, if we think of our life here on earth, the way we experience our life is through the physical form. So our physical form has been created by God specifically to enable us to experience the sensory apparatus through the sensory apparatus of our physical form, life itself. So we see things with our eyes, they enter us. We hear things with our ears. We have a sense of touch. We have the sense of taste. We have the sense of smell. We also have other senses which we develop as well, which are all to do with our emotional part of ourselves. They are the senses of the spirit body. Mm -hmm. So our emotions are one of the senses that we also use to experience the world. We have certain emotional responses to certain events. So not only do we have physical responses to do with our sensory apparatus of our body, but we have emotional responses based on what happened at the time. Now, this is how we in the physical body experience the world. And a spirit experiences the world in exactly the same way with one exception, that they no longer have a physical body. And so they experience their world through the sensory apparatus of their spirit body. Mm -hmm. And the spirit body has a capacity for higher and more sensory apparatus. In other words... It is far more uh, developed in the sense for allowing us to experience things in, a, in an emotional perspective than the physical body is developed in such a way. So while it is possible for us to, to experience emotions really well here on earth, if we are totally open to it, there's a tendency on earth to shut all of that down and have a physical experience. But in the spirit world, that's not possible. It's mm-hmm. not possible to shut everything down emotionally. And uh, you, you, you will either react every single time to an emotion at some point. So for the majority of spirits, they're trying to deny the emotions constantly. And so they react in a lot of rage and they have all those kind of very intense, malicious emotions. For people who are trying to love, they experience love in a very beautiful, much more beautiful way than oftentimes they experience it on earth. Mm-hmm. So what happens is because there is that one level less of layer between the soul 
and the spirit body and the material body. So if we look at us here on earth, we have all the sensory stuff coming through our material body, which we are very focused on. We have a very strong focus generally here on earth to that body. Mm-hmm. We're not very conscious. Most of, in fact, the majority of people on the planet are not conscious at all of their spirit body. And as a result, most of our sensory input comes through our physical form. When we die, that's not possible anymore. Mm-hmm. We are forced to have all of our sensory input through our spiritual form, our spirit body, which is a genetic structure similar to the physical body but of, made of different material. And this spirit body now is the method by which we use to engage the universe around us. And we can engage the physical universe and we can engage now the spirit universes, the universe, the dimension we now exist in as well. We can engage any dimension below which we are now. So if mm-hmm. we are in the spirit body form, we can engage a physical and spirit dimensions. If we're just in the physical form, it's much more difficult for us to engage the spiritual dimensions because our focus is on the material. The reality, though, is that all of us on earth have the ability to engage the soul dimensions Mm-hmm. if we chose to live our life differently and if we chose to focus on what is inside of our soul to develop. But because the majority of us don't, we are very focused on the physical. Mm-hmm. So, so if we look at the average person on earth who's focused on the physical, they're receiving all of this sens- sensory information through their physical body, they're receiving all this data, if you like, which then goes through into their spirit body's mind and into their soul in terms of an emotional experience. The soul stores all those emotional experiences and stores all the memories of all of that, of all of what's happened. And the spirit body has all of these sensory apparatus, which we could choose to develop, but most people don't. They're just focused on the physical. So now let's assume that the person doesn't have a physical body anymore. Mm -hmm. Now, all of the apparatus of the spirit body comes into play much more strongly for the average person. And immediately, would you say? And immediately in many cases. Because they have not engaged the spirit senses before, they are often quite overwhelmed by those spirit senses. So they have still the sense of sight, hearing, touch, taste, smell. But in addition to these senses, they have a whole heap of other senses available to them which would have been available to them in the physical form still because it's immaterial where they live as to what's available to them. They just didn't develop them. So these are all undeveloped, raw senses that are now a part of their existence. They're the primary way they experience life. They're the primary way they experience life because they're not aware of the soul. They still haven't developed much of their soul. So they're focused now they're focused into what they're forced to focus on, which Mm -hmm. is the development of their spirit form. So what kind of additional senses? You mentioned there's additional senses. What kind of additional senses do we have when we're just from our spirit body? Now, bear in mind that all of these senses are available to us even in the physical. Yes. They are just undeveloped because the majority of people don't believe in them or the majority of people don't accept that they're possible or the majority of people are even completely unaware. Mm -hmm. So all of the senses I'm going to list are all available in the physical, but the majority of people don't develop them. But when you become a spirit, you're forced into development of them very, very rapidly, and usually quite instantly, in many cases, some of these senses come into play. One of the first senses that come into play are the ability to read thoughts. So in other words, 
any thought that is of a similar quality or nature of your own condition can be read in another person. So let's clarify what you mean by that statement. Mm-hmm. So um, when you refer to my condition, mm-hmm. my, my development in love... It's always my development in love is condition. So I, if, if I'm speaking to you and you have a similar development in love to me, mm-hmm. I could read your thoughts? You could read most of my thoughts. Uh-huh. If I had any thoughts that were higher than your inner condition of love, you would not be able to read them. Yep. But if I had all these thoughts that were lower than yours in a condition of love, you'd be able to read all of them. Uh-huh. Right? You'd gotcha. know everything. Gotcha. So all of those very negative emotions that I might have and negative thoughts that I might have as negative desires that I might have, you will see every one of them. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. one of the gifts uh, of through this process, right? That anybody in a higher condition of love can read the thoughts of a person in a lower condition of love or the same condition. Mm-hmm. Now, what this means then is I don't have to listen to your words anymore. I can just read your thoughts. And sometimes I can even see that your thoughts are different to your words. (laughs) And then I start to see the hypocrisy of the world and the hypocrisy of life and the hypocrisy of life on earth and all sorts of things came emotionally to me through that process. And these kind of emotions generally have a tendency to overwhelm me as well because I haven't developed myself emotionally. Mm -hmm. Emotional development is of the soul. And so because I've neglected the development of the soul, I'm getting bombarded with these emotions that I don't know what to do with. I don't know how to handle them, how to manage them. And so many of the times I handle them quite negatively. Mm-hmm. In other words, I get angry, resistive, resentful, mm-hmm. and all sorts of things will happen as a result of me not being able to cope with the flood of information that mm-hmm. is now available to me. However, I also have a huge amount of information now available to me that I never had before. And after a while, if I'm not careful, I can misuse it. So what kinds of information? Well, I know what you're thinking. Yeah. And, and for the majority of people, because they are self-oriented, self-motivated and selfish, and because they have a heap of addictions of their own that they would like meet, to meet, they only look at the thoughts you have that will meet their addictions. And they see the thought and they go, oh, this person will meet my addiction, mm-hmm. you see? And so then they take actions to try to cause the person to meet their addictions. Sure. Which actually causes further damage to their own soul, unknowingly in most cases, but knowingly in some. But, uh, but because they're addicted to the process, they don't want to give it up. It's like a cigarette or a, a drink to them. You know, they, they've got to do it. They've got to do it. Yeah. And, uh, and so they're very, very more, much more strongly misled by their addictions as mm-hmm. a result. And they also become aware that uh, they have a lot more potential for getting into trouble. <laughs> In what other do you words, mean, yeah. well, a person on earth, for example, if he was looking through the window at a woman. Get undressing in the bathroom, he'd be called a voyeur or a what's another a word for him? Tom. Peeping Tom or something. Yeah. And generally, society would uh, probably, you know, condemn the person him, yeah. or have a problem with him, right? But in the spirit world, there are literally billions of peeping toms. They just every woman who gets undressed, they just watch them get undressed and get some sexual feelings from the person getting undressed. And the reason why they do that is they can get away with it. They feel they're invisible. The person can't see them. The person's not even really conscious in many cases that they are there. And as a result, they get away with it. And because they get away with it, they then feel empowered to do it more. That is if they don't have a development in love, obviously. That's if they don't have a development in love. If they had a development in love, they'd honour the woman 
And they'd say, well, she probably doesn't want me here watching her get undressed, so I shouldn't be here. Yeah. And, and it, they'd leave, right? Yes. Um, but if they don't have a development in love, they will take actions that will further degrade their development. Mm. And so many spirits choose to take those okay. actions. In fact, most, the majority of people who pass choose to take those actions initially. Yeah. Mm. So you, what other senses might, might we have in our... Well, do we have in our spirit form that are not very developed usually when we're in our physical form? Well, for example, uh, in our physical form, we're capable of telepathy. 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 Yes. Um, we are capable of doing that in our spirit form, of course, even to a large, large degree. So now we can read the thoughts of any person and, yeah. and also transmit thoughts to them. Yeah. Now, the fact that we can transmit thoughts to them, we start to realise that we can transmit thoughts to people and confuse them because mm-hmm. they can't see us. Mm-hmm. We can confuse them and make them think that they were their own thoughts, mm-hmm. which is a deceiving process, mm-hmm. right? And that is a very a deceptive and dangerous thing that for our soul because our soul will degrade, but that's another choice that most spirits make when they pass. Mm-hmm. They start dropping thoughts into people's minds to get their addictions met. Yeah. They can also hear... Uh, they, we, because they have the ability to go to places based on where they feel to go, they have the ability for instant um, travel. Travel, yeah. Um, to any location that their soul is in a condition to go to. Mm-hmm. Now, of course, if their soul is in a hell-based condition, they can go to anywhere in the hells and they can go generally to most places here on earth. As a result of that, many choose to look at what's going on in a far greater detail and actually manipulate what's going on in a far greater detail mm-hmm. because they can tra- go from one location to another location to another location. They can attach themselves to people. And uh, uh, because of this, they can see the addictions in people and they can connect to the addictions in people and feed off of their addictions through the emotion. They start to realise that they also have another ability and this, this is the ability to feel through another person. So they can feel the emotions of another person and if their emotions have a codependency to that emotion or have a sympathetic attraction to that emotion they realise that they can induce other people to do things and them share in the feeling. Mm -hmm. So they can induce another person to have sex and then share in the sexual feeling. They can induce another person to drink alcohol and share the feeling of being drunk. So they would induce them through this idea of suggestion that you were talking about earlier. But also through the manipulation of the suppression of emotions in the person who's alive. Yes. So they manipulate the emotions of the person who's alive so the person who's alive feels attracted to take the action that they take that will feed the addiction of the spirit. Mm-hmm. And, and so the spirit does this and does this frequently with a lot of different issues. So this is why a lot of people on earth find it very difficult to give up certain negative behaviour yeah. because they're getting heavily influenced through their addictions by spirit, people who are spirits. But this is another way in which a spirit can... Uh, like It's another sense that the spirit can feel. There's other senses they have too. They have, uh, besides the ability to travel instantly, you, you can see there is also the mind of the spirit body is far more capable intellectually than the brain of the physical body. Mm-hmm. In other words, and, and, and in our future we can make the two the same, but unfortunately for the majority of people, because they shut down the barrier between the spirit body and material body quite heavily, they don't have the intellectual capacity they'd have when they passed. But after they passed, they usually have a higher intellectual capacity. 
because their brain has the ability to think more rapidly and with much great so so with much greater speed and much greater clarity. Mm-hmm. It's still driven by their negative emotions. So if their evil desire is to do something, they'll have a far greater capacity to find out how to satisfy their evil desire than they would if they were living on Earth. Sure. So, so unfortunately, it has many negative connotations for most who pass. But there is the capacity to think more clearly and to think more logically. And there's the capacity to also observe the spirit body for the first time. So they can see the spirit body of every being. Now, that could be used positively or negatively as well. Mm-hmm. If I see your spirit body and notice it has certain injuries in certain places and know that a certain addiction is located in those locations, I can feed off of those addictions if I choose to. Or I can choose to help you. Depends on my motivation, whether I'm motivated by love or not. So in the end, it gets back down to we have all of these additional capacities and we're still motivated usually by the same motivations. So if then that we had when that we, we had on before Earth. we passed, yes, yes. So so if I am still motivated by evil tendencies or my addictions, once I pass, I will continue to be motivated by my evil tendencies or addictions, but I will have an additional capacity to satisfy them. Mm-hmm. And that, of course, is going to draw me even into even more negative behaviour. If I'm motivated by love when I'm in my physical form and I pass, I have additional capacities to be motivated by love in a more positive benefit. To express that love. To express that love. Yes, yeah. And so I am going to have a stronger tendency to be drawn into loving, love-based behaviour in an even more passionate way Mm -hmm. as a result Mm -hmm. of my passing. Mm -hmm. But it doesn't matter what I believe. What matters is what I'm addicted to, what my emotional beliefs are. What What what, my driving force is. What my drive is, what my motivations are. That's what matters. And that's why in the first century I talked to people over and over again about their motivations, about Mm -hmm. whether their motivations were in harmony with love or out of harmony with love. Because if your emotions are in harmony and motivations are in harmony with evil desires or with meeting your own addictions... You are going to find life, no matter what you believe. You can be a Christian, a Muslim, or you can be a person who's listened to divine truth for 20 years on earth. doesn't matter. Once you pass, you'll be drawn into those addictions mm-hmm. and you'll be drawn into them with such ferocity that it's going to be very, very difficult for you to overcome them, in the, in a, in, particularly in the first instance. Mm-hmm. If on earth you've worked through a lot of your addictions and you have as your driving motivation the motivation of love, then when you pass into the spirit world, you will find it very easy to be motivated more fully in love. Mm. And as a result, you, you will have a mind much more clarity, you have emotions with much more clarity, you will have uh, the ability to read thoughts and feelings of other people, but you'll do it in harmony with love. And as a result of that, every action you take will be in more harmony with love than you could manage while you're on earth. Mm. And that's why the development in love is so important. Yes. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. I want to recap because you said a lot of things in that answer. Sure, sure. <laughs> so basically you said initially, or first off, um, when we lose our physical body, we begin to experience life primarily through our spirit body. Correct. And you said that we could develop um, an experience or heighten our experience while we're in our physical body by developing our awareness of our spirit senses because we have them 
even while we are on Earth as of well. Of course, we still yeah. have both bodies. We're, our soul is connected to two bodies and they're all present yep. at the same time. So we have the ability to develop all things. All of those things. But typically what happens is when we're in the physical body, the physical senses of this physical body are our primary interface. Mm -hmm. And as soon as we lose the physical body, we suddenly gain an awareness of these other senses. Is that right? Well, that are yeah, we have the same senses we had uh, in a physical body, in the spirit body, yeah. but with some awareness of some more senses that we weren't aware of before, that we've always had the potential of developing, mm -hmm. but we just weren't aware of them before. But now we become aware of them got to. Mm. Now, the senses that you listed, in mm. addition to our five primary senses mm. that we have in our physical body, we mm. still retain them in mm. our spirit body. Yes. But and we... in fact, they become more sensitive. We right. can see further. We can see a, a larger spectrum of light, for example, with mm -hmm. our eyesight. So our eyesight's not limited to what we call on Earth the visible spectrum. Mm -hmm. it's, we can go into the ultraviolet and into the infrared. So we can see a lot more mm -hmm. as a result of that. And Same applies equally, to our hearing. And, and touch. And touch. And our touch is more sensitive. Yes. Just the briefest of touches can do all sorts of things to our body in different, uh, de yeah. depending on what So we're not all um, uh, um, filmy and see-through and no. non-substance. There's and a lot fact, of substance. In fact, two spirits see each other's bodies as a solid. Mm -hmm. So when they hug each other... They, it's, a real... it's a real solid that they're hugging. That's, yes. that they, that because they're in the same dimension, they see each other's body as a solid. Gotcha. Mm. But the senses in addition, that we, so in addition to our heightened five senses, mm -hmm. you've mentioned some others. Mm -hmm. um, so that was that the abil telepathic abilities, mm -hmm. the ability to, to read, read and transmit and thoughts. Transmit thoughts. Mm -hmm. Um, an increased intellectual capacity, clarity yes. and functioning. Yes, because um, we're now focused on the, the, the brain of the spirit body rather than the brain of the material of body. Of the material body, yeah. Yep. The ability to travel quickly and wherever we want to go. Yes, yep. not instantly, but it's pretty quick. Mm -hmm. Like It is, in terms of our term here on Earth, instant. But, but there, is, there is a, uh, depending on different locations, there is a different ability. So yep. in the lowest of the spheres there's still the ability to move back and forth. Okay, mm -hmm. um, That we become more emotional or more in touch with our emotions, is that? Um, no. Or more driven? We become more emotionally centric but not necessarily in touch with our real emotions gotcha. because we could be in denial and when we're in denial we will experience more of our rageful and other fear-based emotions. So, so in other words, if we have a lot of fear on earth that we've suppressed, when we hit the spirit world we'll find the fear will be so intense that we won't be able to avoid it. Mm -hmm. If we have a lot of rage on earth that's really intense, but we suppress it, when we get the spirit world, we're not going to be able to suppress that rage. And, and so there's a less of a capacity to suppress emotion. Correct. My goodness, sometimes you, I feel like... You will still want to suppress it, and so this is where you use your will. So many spirits use their will intensely to suppress their rage, but they still have huge amounts of rage, for example, but yeah. they have to use their will. The majority of them are not able to do it, and so... If they have rage, by the time they hit the spirit world, they'll be enraged. And that's the way it is. Got you. Yep. You also mentioned some other things, and it sounded pretty gloomy there. <laughs> <laughs> yep. the, the way most spirits um, behave after, pass, uh, after they lose their physical bodies, you said they often realise that they can influence others, mm -hmm. that they can feel things through others. Mm -hmm. And that they have the advantage that they're invisible to people who still have a physical body or the majority of people who have a physical body. Exactly. And so... And you... these cause psychological adjustments in their mind 
to go, okay, I'm no longer limited by physical laws. I'm no longer limited by the law of the land. If I feel like murdering someone, I can try to have them murder me. Nobody's going to stop me because mm-hmm. nobody, nobody can, can see, see me, me. And half of the people don't even believe I exist anymore. Exactly. Yeah. And so they will attempt. Yeah. They will attempt what they might not have attempted when they were on earth. And so this sounds very dark. It sounds like most people, when they pass, <laughs> well, do a lot of sort of dark damage. things, yes, damage. Yes, yep. certainly. In, fa- in fact, in the first 10 to 20 years of a person's passing, they usually do more damage in that time than they do their whole life on earth. Wow. Um, when, they're in, when they're using their will on earth already in a condition that's out of harmony with love. And that's the key that's final the key. point, isn't it, that you made, that it all depends on how we, what the motivation is. Correct. Yep. Yeah. So if we have a good motivation on earth that's driven by loving desires, what happens when we hit the spirit world is we have this beautiful ability to express all of our loving desires. We live in beautiful locations as a result. Mm. The locations are far beyond anything a person can imagine here on earth, even in the second dimension. Mm -hmm. They are far beyond anything that a person can imagine here on earth as the most beautiful location. And the people, uh, you're surrounded by people who all have the same loving desires. That's, That's the wonder of it all. That makes it even better because you're not surrounded by dark and gloomy people. You're surrounded by people who have the same loving desires as yourself and it's just a wonderful experience. Mm. And so there are so many potential for wonderful experience, potentials, but unfortunately the majority of people on earth don't initially experience that. Mm. What they initially experience is the pain and suffering of taking some further actions out of harmony with love, coming to awareness of what's going on as a result. They get to a point where they're they degrade their love so much that they become ashamed of their own degradation. Mm-hmm. And once they become ashamed of their own degradation, they stop. Mm. And once they stop, then they can be taught. Mm. That, that's the time when they and start And what taught. about someone uh, listening who says, well, look, you know, I know I'm not perfect and I know sometimes I'm selfish and I know... Um, but I feel like I do want some loving things for my kids or, or whatever... Um, are most of us kidding ourselves? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, most of us are kidding ourselves. Yeah. The reality is if you just want loving things for your children and not for every child on earth, then you're kidding yourself, to be honest. It's a selfish motivation. If you're willing to just give to your ch- child and help your child, but you're not willing to give another child, because just and if you're only giving to your child because they're your child, mm-hmm. then it's a selfish motivation. Mm. And unfortunately, you'll find out that once you pass, if you don't find out before then... So, no, your motivation is going to have to be very pure in order to get to even the second dimension of the spirit world. And my suggestion to people is to to purify their motivations because every motivation in harmony with love is going to be rewarded through this process of what happens after you pass. Every motivation that's out of harmony with love, you are going to find very difficult to correct after you pass. Mm -hmm. You're far better off taking actions right now And that always applies no matter whether you're a spirit or a person on earth. Take actions right now to fix the unloving motivations because it's the unloving motivations that are going to cause your pain and suffering. Mm. And so, yeah, I think from this answer we can see that that from... what, What I find talking to most people is they believe when they pass, if they have any spiritual beliefs of what happens when they pass, they always believe they're going to be in a better state. Mm. And, and, and honestly, the majority of them end up in a far worse state than they can imagine. Because the, paint, the picture you've painted is, is if we have any little hole, any little weakness, any, because we have these heightened senses, 
our temptation is going to be to satisfy our selfish desires or our avoidance of our pain before mm-hmm. we take the noble choice. That's correct. Because it's easier. Yes. And there's less feedback in terms of other people. When you say it's easier, it's easier. Our addiction's already present and that's what makes it easier. Mm. If our addiction wasn't there, it wouldn't be easy at all to do it. Yes. You know, it's like a, strike trying to force a non-smoker to smoke. You know, you can't force no. a non-smoker to smoke once he's decided he never wants to smoke. You know, yes. that's it. Yes. <laughs> you can yes. force it down, you know, force it on him or whatever, but he's not going to do it. No. It's the same as trying to force a person who, you know, to become a drunkard. Mm-hmm. If a person already has made a decision in the heart never to do it, that you, you can't force them. You mm-hmm. can't change their mind. No matter what happens, you, you can't force them to make, make a worse choice. Whereas if you're a drunk who's broke on earth, when you pass, there's no money anymore. So you could Yeah, you just connect to one other person on earth, another person on earth, another person on earth, and you might serially go from person to person to person, connecting to all these different people, just forcing them to have a drink and trying to have them get it. Once they start, trying to have as many drinks as possible um, so that you can absorb the feeling of being drunk. And there are many, many spirits in the spirit world who do that. And there are many spirits who do that with sex as well, who just go from one person to another person to another person, setting up liaisons, trying to have and share in the sexual experiences. And a lot of the people on earth have such a thing, a he-man thing or, or, you know, a woman, a controlled woman type of thing about it. Aren't I good? You know, I can set up all these kind of things. And that just connects with the spirit. and, And oftentimes these people are heavily, heavily manipulated. There's a lot of spiritual movements on the planet which are sexually oriented that are totally controlled by very, very dark spirits who are all sexually oriented as a result. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, you know, a lot of the so-called cults and everything that exist on the planet are heavily motivated by dark, evil spirits who drive people into certain types of behaviours, pedophilia and also into uh, sexual, you know, open sexual relationships and sexual liaisons. Uh, also drugs, a lot of drug taking on earth is motivated by spirits who, who don't any longer have the availability of those drugs in mm. the spirit world. Mm. So there, are, there is a lot of very, very negative behaviour occurring on earth as a result of the addictions of the people on earth mixed with the desires of the spirits. Mm. Mm. Now, while all that might sound pretty negative, my feelings are is that it could be very, very different, but it depends on our choices. Mm. So, so we've only got ourselves to blame if it sounds <laughs> negative. And that's the thing we need to remember. And, and it, there's such a tendency, isn't there, um, to, to avoid facing the, the negative reality of what exists. Exactly, exactly. Uh, we want to tell, I know, you know, even for myself... We want to tell ourselves the story of how great we are and how developed we are when our actual life is reflecting other things. Exactly. And, and we feel like, oh, it's all negative and a downer to look at those negative things. But in fact, while we deny them and live mm. in our pretty denial land, so-called, it's not that really that pretty, but it's a bit, you know, yeah, we yeah. ignore a lot of things then we can never hope to change those no. things. And actually, from what you're saying, we give spirits a lot more power in our lives. And too, when far we too pass, much power. Yeah. Far too much power. If, if we all understood how to use our own will, we would not be giving these spirits any power, actually. Mm. The reality is most of us have a difficulty understanding the usage of our own will. And as a result of that, we often choose to do things that are out of harmony with love and as a result of that, we then attract a whole group of other people who have passed who want to help us mm. degrade our own condition, actually. Mm. 
And it's sad, but it is a result of our own choice and we need to see it as such. And the fact that we have different choices we can make. Totally different yeah. choices. The reality is if you're desiring to be loving, you can be surrounded by beautiful spirits all the time who just have your, you know, your loving condition in their heart wanting to help you improve it. They will help you develop your life and help you develop a sense of yourself and help you develop a sense of your relationship with God, your relationship with the environment. And as a result of that, you'll have a very good life on earth, not, mm -hmm. just, not just in the spirit world, but also on earth. So we have so much potential for good, and God's, of course, created that through the use of our will. But unfortunately, we also have a lot of potential for bad yeah. that is also created through the exercise of our will. And from what you're saying about all these new senses that we get more in touch with as we become a spirit mm. alone, mm. And not just a physical body with a spirit body, but just a spirit body. Yes. If we've already cultivated those beautiful, loving desires and motivations, then we're going to have a great time. We can go anywhere. We can. We have increased increased mental clarity so we're going to understand awareness. things we can help people on earth who have the same kind of motivations Correct. and in the we, spirit world because yeah. there's many people yeah. in the spirit world who have similar motivations or need assistance yeah there's so, many people in the hills of the spirit world who are crying out for help mm -hmm. they they reach that point of personal degradation where they no longer want to go beyond it mm -hmm. and once they reach that point they are asking for assistance and there's you know we can be involved there's there's whole groups of very large groups of spirits helping every one of those people progress out of that condition. Mm. So there's so many good things available to us, but at the same time, so many negative things, depending on the use of our will. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Mm. How common is it for spirits to influence people on earth, either positively or negatively? Well, uh, from our previous discussions about spirits, if people have been listening to all the FAQs, um, they'd realise that it's very, very common. <laughs> the reality is that every single person on this planet has at least three people influencing them constantly. And when I say at least three, that is often a minimum. I've met some people who have 500. Mm. I've met some people who do hypnotism, for example, who have thousands around them influencing them constantly. I have met uh, some people who are in certain spiritual circles having hundreds of spirits influencing them constantly, often in a very negative direction. Mm. That being said, there's also many millions of spirits who are trying to influence people positively. Mm -hmm. So all of us have some spirits with us who are trying to influence us positively. In fact, we usually have two spirits or one spirit who takes two roles. And they are trying to influence us positively. And that's the role of being our guardian who's trying to protect our life, trying to um, basically help us live as long as possible on Earth so that we can learn as much things that we need to learn on Earth before we pass into the spirit world. And our guardian has that role of trying to protect us basically from ourselves most of the time, <laughs> but also from influences that are around us that are negative. And our guide, and often it's the same person, our guardian and our guide, our guide is trying to help us if we have any spiritual development. So our guide is trying to help us develop the senses of our spirit body. Mm. So he, he, he or she is trying to help us to be conscious or aware that there is more than just the physical mm -hmm. and uh, trying to help us to come to terms with what we, how, how we could develop the things that are more than just physical. And many of them, of course, don't have a full amount of knowledge themselves because so they don't know about the soul. 
many of the guides and guardians don't know about the soul. But once we have a development or desire to have a development of our soul in a pure way, then we actually attract a guide or guardian who does have knowledge about the soul. So we can even develop the senses that are even more uh, larger and more expressive than the spirit body's senses. Mm-hmm. So these uh, are the positive influences around us. So most people have at least one or two of those spirits with them. Most of the time, many of them can't hear them at all <laughs> or very rarely respond to them because of the use of their will. And then we have a whole groups of spirits who want to influence us negatively, depending mm-hmm. upon the addictions that we have. And so many people have spirits physically attached to their body, harming parts of their body, causing diseases in their body, for example. Many spirits have spirits trying to motivate them to push them into doing things. Some spirits around them trying to make them feel afraid. Some spirits around them trying to make them feel angry. And in, in any one day... Uh, there are there are many many spirits influencing and and having an effect on the choices and decisions we make in our life. When you think about it, though, that's exactly the same as life on Earth, isn't it? In any one day, we have people trying to influence us positively and people trying to influence us negatively that we can see. <laughs> uh, goodness me! In <laughs> one a... in one hour watching a TV program, how many times do we see an ad exactly. that's someone trying to influence, trying to influence us? us. Isn't it? So, so these kind of influences are normal. Yeah. Like the problem is that, that most of us, when we start talking about spirit influences, we start seeing them as abnormal. But mm-hmm. I don't see any difference. There's no difference between me getting influenced by you or Lena and Igor who are behind the cameras or anyone else uh, you know, that I can physically see than there is between, by me getting influenced by somebody that I cannot physically see. They are all influences upon me mm-hmm. and some of those influences are good and some of the influences are bad and some of them are in between that, you know, mm-hmm. like in this grey area of life where we get our addictions met and we think we're happy when we're not. And... That is normal part of life. We're not going to avoid that. And even when you are completely alone, if you're, what do they call a person who wants to be completely alone? A hermit. A hermit. (laughs) When we're a hermit, we're still being influenced heavily by spirits. (laughs) So, you know, it's impossible on this planet to be completely alone. That's the reality. So when the the question was how common is it, you're saying... It's, it's, it's globalised. It's it's, it's, there's not, no exception. There's no exception. Yeah, yeah. And it doesn't matter who we are, we're getting influenced by someone. And, you know, if we're in a very good condition of love and we have a deep desire to love and, we have, you know, and we're driven by our desire for God and love, then we'll be influenced by a lot of positive people probably. And if we are bigoted in any way, if we're negative in any way, then we would be influenced by a group of people who are bigoted and negative in that direction. So, mm-hmm. so for example, if we're a Christian who's, who greatly believes in the Bible, we're going to be influenced by a group of spirits who believe in the Bible. If we're a Muslim who believes in the Koran, then we'll be um, influenced by a group of spirits who are Muslims that are, in, that are believing in the Koran and so forth. And these, uh, this is the power of our belief systems. What we need to do if we're ever going to progress in love is we need to see when we're out of harmony with love. Because remember, once we pass over into the spirit world ourselves, it's how we acted in harmony with God's definition of love that will determine where we arrive. Mm -hmm. So if we want to arrive in a good condition in the spirit world, it's not our own determination where we're going to arrive, with the exception 
that if we practice love from God's perspective, not from our own, that, that means we will arrive in a good condition. If we practice love from our own perspective, but it's not God's, then we'll arrive in the, in the condition that's, that, that matches. The, uh, the, the location will match our condition. So, for example, if we're a Christian or a Muslim who's engaged in a war, we haven't been very loving. Mm-hmm. Even if the war was religiously justified, it's still not love. And we will arrive in the condition of a murderer in the spirit world. And, and we might want to get out of it once we've arrived there. And fair enough, we will probably be helped to get out of it. But that's where we will arrive. It doesn't matter what we believed. If we killed somebody through the process, and we did so on purpose, but even though we justified it through our religious faith, we will still arrive in the same condition. And this is the beauty of what God has done too. It's not our own definition of love as to where we will arrive. Mm-hmm. It's God's definition of love as to where we will arrive. So in terms of the influence, all of us are under this influence every single day. The influence is positive and negative, And how we choose to act in harmony with love will determine where we end up. Mm. And it's really that simple. Mm -hmm. Mm. What are some examples of positive spirit influence? Well, some very good examples of positive spirit influence in the world today are influence that has caused the development of humanity in a positive direction. So, for example, there's been scientific influences from the spirit world that have caused humanity to grow in a positive direction. And some of these scientific advancements have been driven by spirits in a very good state in the spirit world. There have been um, what you would call ethical advancements on earth. So for example, women nowadays have more equality than they had 2,000 years ago in, in the most, West. In in most the West. societies, yeah. and, and particularly in the West. Mm. But in any society generally, it is a better state than it used to be 2,000 years ago. Even in the so-called societies where women are still looked down upon now, it is better for them now than it was 2,000 years Mm. ago, where it was Mm. very, very bad 2,000 years ago. That positive influence has come about through the influence of spirits who are influencing mankind in that positive direction. There have been developments in religions recently where religions are trying... There are spirits, groups of spirits, trying to help religions have more unification to realise that they all have the same goal of, wor- of worshipping God or at least becoming more ethical and loving in their behaviour and therefore they shouldn't be warring and fighting each other. And there is a lot more positive influence in the spirit world trying to influence religions in that direction. There are, re- there are groups of positive spirits trying to influence our economy in certain directions, freedom of speech in certain directions, the use of our will in, certain, in positive directions. And so there are large groups of organised spirits, which we've been involved in organising actually, Mm. that are influencing spirits in all of these different, sorry, influencing people and also people in the spirit world in the hells in these positive directions. And, And in fact, without their influence, it would be highly unlikely that mankind would have made any progress in the last few thousand years. Why is that? Well, because there are so many negative influences coming mm. from the spirit world as well, and there are so many negative uh, emotions that occur here on earth where people don't release them, that if there wasn't this positive influence coming from these more loving spirits, then the only influence would be in a negative direction. 
And in fact, historically, many thousands of years ago, man went through a devolution where man was in a fairly good condition and then degraded its condition over a few thousand years as a result of the very strong negative influences that occurred from the spirit world on mankind after people had passed. And so this, uh, the, the man has been through these cycles historically where man has been heavily influenced negatively for a long period of time, degraded in his condition. And then once a few of these spirits that were influencing negatively have grown to become angels or not so much angels, even more positive spirits who are more loving, they then, sometimes even the same spirits who organise the negative degradation, are trying to organise now the positive, the improvement Mm -hmm. in mankind's condition. And these influences are going on constantly. Constantly, there are many million, million, billions, in fact, of spirits who are attempting to influence mankind in positive directions. Mm. And many of the developments that have been made have all come from these spirits. Developments in all sorts of areas that have helped mankind to improve. And in this way, they they are suggesting things to people. Essentially, that's how they're influencing people positively. Yes, uh, suggesting concepts and ideas, yep. suggesting scientific improvements, mm-hmm. suggesting mathematical improvements, uh, developments in engineering, all yep. sorts of areas. And and that's happening, even though some or most of the people on Earth don't really understand what's happening. Exactly. Yeah. Most people who are engaged in all of these endeavours have little idea or concept that they're actually being influenced. I think there are some professions that know or are aware of the influence more than others. So, Mm -hmm. for example, there are many people in the music and arts professions who are aware that they are being guided by spirits to write some of the songs they write and so forth and produce some of the music they're making, whereas because of the different belief systems of different people such as engineers and scientists and so forth, and who often feel that the atheistic viewpoint of life is a better viewpoint, and many of them are still getting influenced, but Mm. by atheists in the spirit world, in fact, and and engineers in the spirit world and people who are passionate about those particular areas. And this is where most of our good ideas come from, in fact. Mm -hmm. Even ideas about games and and things like that come from, many times come from the spirit world. And, uh, And I find it quite interesting that even... The majority of people who develop something or invent something here on earth are guided by a large number of people in the spirit world trying to help them and assist them come to an awareness of of the invention before Mm. it's actually gone into production. So there is a huge amount of positive influence going on on the planet. And in fact, uh, without it, we probably would not have improved over the last 2,000 years that I've been alive without this big positive influence. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I've talked to many people in the spirit world before that time when the degradation occurred and talked to them about how the degradation occurred. And you can see why the degradation occurred because there was so much more negative influences from the spirit world that most people on earth just responded to that negative influence. Mm-hmm. But the positive influence is amazingly great. Like I received a lot of positive influence in the first century from spirits who were trying to helped me understand things that I wanted to know about and develop. And eventually, through their de- help and development, I exceeded their development, mm-hmm. Through, in particular with regard to my relationship with God, the awareness about God. But it, if it wasn't for their assistance, I would have found that struggle much more difficult than I already found it in the, in the first century. So a lot of the developments, even with regard to divine love and receiving divine love, have all occurred through the positive influence of spirits with God directing those spirits generally.
What are some examples of negative spirit influence? Well, again, a large amount of examples of negative spirit influence, uh, just as many examples of negative spirit influence as there are of positive spirit influence. A negative spirit influence can be organised, uh, just as positive spirit influence can be organised. In other words, groups of people in the spirit world getting together, organising negative influence on the earth. And it can also be opportunistic, individual opportunistic type of influence, where a person in the spirit world sees a certain type of condition inside of a person on earth and takes the opportunity to influence them in the moment. In terms of the organised influence, well, a lot of that is about the world's religions and the world's politics and the world's economic system and the, world, and, and the world's medical system and all sorts of professional systems are influenced negatively. Many of them have been greatly influenced negatively by spirits over the, over the periods of time. Mm -hmm. And if you look at the results of such systems, you can see the negative influences of these systems. So if you look, for example, at the world political system and also the underlying principle of the, um, the United Nations, mm -hmm. you can see that the, the five biggest nations on the Security Council of the United Nations are also the five biggest weapons manufacturers of the world. Mm. And those weapons cause a mass destruction on this planet continuously. And so obviously they're getting negative, they're getting influenced by very, very dark and evil spirits to, into self-destruction. Mm. And there has been times in human history where we've come very, very close to self-destruction as complete self-destruction as a result of the spirits who are negative attempting to do that. Then there's also, there's also so that's the organised mm. uh, negative influences. Mm -hmm. Then there's the sort of more disorganised opportunistic influences that occur usually individually. Yeah. And these kind of influences occur through our addiction. So when we on earth are living in a certain type of addiction uh, with, with trying to avoid a certain type of emotion and we use certain methods including certain substances in order to avoid things, then spirits have great opportunities to take, opportuni to, to take the moment, seize the moment and cause us to be influenced into a certain direction that's out of harmony with love quite frequently. Mm. And so there are very many of those spirits, much more, many more of those spirits than there are the spirits who do this organised global influence. Um, it's just the spirits who are doing the organised global influence in a negative direction are very organised. They've spent many years becoming organised mm -hmm. and they are quite entrenched in today's society through connections, through politics and religion and through the economics in particular. Whereas the individuals that are in the spirit world that are more opportunistic, they just go around looking for the opportunity to have something. So, you um, know, you might have a guy in the spirit world who's going around looking for the opportunity to have sex, you know, mm -hmm. and, and he, he, he doesn't have many women where he lives in the spirit world and so therefore he's never experienced sex in the spirit world. He's still trying to experience it on earth. So he just wants to go around and find a guy on earth or a woman on earth who he can influence into having lots of sexual encounters that he can feed off of them through an addiction. Mm -hmm. and, and if he finds someone who's better than the one he's with, he'll go with that person. Um, there are also many spirits who think they're doing good when actually they do a lot of damage. So the, you see this a lot in families where a family member who has passed over thinks they're helping a grandchild when the reality is the grandchild's getting sick 
or even getting a disease um, because of the influence of the spirit. So you see many diseases such as childhood onset leukemia, for example, childhood onset diabetes, another, another disease. You see these kind of diseases which are the direct results of the parents being open, opening their own influence to the child and the grandparent who might have passed or great-grandparent who might have passed now can influence the child and connect to them and as a result of connecting to them cause the disease that the grandparent actually had. So just to clarify a couple of things that you just said, the parent opens their influence. You mean, what do you mean by well, that? Well, because they're a family member, we're normally pretty open to them. We're, we're, open, mm-hmm. we're often open to things that a family member would do that we would not allow a normal person to do to us. So in even if I'm a, I'm a parent with a child and I don't, I don't know what you're talking about right here, mm-hmm. I've never thought about spirits or whether I'm open to mm-hmm. my, my mother who's just passed or not, mm-hmm. how can I still be enabling this interaction to happen? Well, let's say uh, you're a parent and you have a mother who's passed and she had cancer, she died of cancer, mm-hmm. as an example. She died of cancer, she's passed. Now, cancer is caused through the suppression of a lot of a- anger and, mm-hmm. a, and, and also the suppression of a lot of addiction, addictive emotions. So the mother, the grandmother who passed would still have those emotions. Mm-hmm. And in fact, the majority of them would still think they've got the cancer, actually. They'll mm-hmm. look at their physical form and still see it as a cancer. And, and so they've passed over. Now, most of the time, a person who's done that will have an addictive relationship with their children, Mm-hmm. And therefore, the child has an openness to influence from that particular parent. Sure. Now, the openness of the child will cause the grandchild to be completely exposed to the grandparent's influence. Now, if the grandparent then chooses to cloak over, overcloak, which we'll talk about in a later question, or, or influence the grandchild, mm-hmm. then often the grandparent's emotions start influencing the grandchild and the grandparent's sicknesses start entering the grandchild. And this is where you said um, where spirits think they're doing a good thing. Yep, and so they the grandmother is probably thinking she's doing a good thing. Helping out her beautiful little granddaughter who perhaps she didn't get to meet or whatever yep. and so she's yep. she becomes very attracted to this little girl yes. and thinks she's there to help her and love her. Yes, but, but it's an addiction in, yep. the grandma, in the grandmother. So because of her unloving emotions that she's not... Not aware of. Not aware of and not wanting to take responsibility for, she then creates this relationship with her granddaughter where actually because she still has emotions in her spirit body that have caused illness, Mm -hmm. this begins to impact on the granddaughter and she begins to get unwell. Exactly. And she'll get a cancer. She'll get probably leukaemia, childhood leukaemia. Uh-huh. And so the grandmother thinks she's doing a good thing, but actually she's causing cancer. She's causing the death of her grandchild yeah. yep, without really being aware of it. Yeah. This happens very, very frequently. Mm-hmm. Almost all childhood onset diseases are caused by this problem. You mean like chronic life-threatening diseases? Yes. Yeah. And even ones that are some that are non-life-threatening, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. just syndromes, I suppose you'd call them, personality disorders and so forth. Many yeah. of them are caused by familial spirits, yes. people who are members of the family who the parents have an openness towards receiving the influence of, that then the child, therefore, is not protected from the influence. And as a result, the child develops the same disorder 
Mm-hmm. And this is why there's, the, there's this belief in the medical profession in genetically passed down disorders. And some conditions that skip generations. Exactly. Yeah. And usually many conditions, actually there is a high number of conditions that skip generations that mm-hmm. go from the grandchild to the grand, the grandparent parent to the, to the grandchild. The grandchild. Yeah. And the medical profession doesn't really understand it, but... But they, they call it dormant genes and all mm-hmm. sorts of... They come up with all sorts... And the, the reality is there are effects in the physical body that cause certain things yeah. to occur like this, uh, also caused by the same influences. Yes. Um, but, yeah, a lot of these kind of chronic diseases are the result, that, that are life-threatening and even ones that are not life-threatening many times are caused by spirit influence. And that's interesting what you just said. You're not saying that the physical process of the illness, disease and genetics doesn't occur. You're saying it it does. It does occur. But it's influenced. It's it's almost totally under control. Controlled by by spirits. Yes. And uh, emotions held in family lines that are unloving and unhealed. Correct. Yeah, that's very interesting and it's just such a broad scope, isn't it? This yes. question was about some examples and yes. really you've given us... A There's huge... a large number of examples. Yeah. And, uh, and uh, yeah, if people knew how much influence they were under, they would take a long, sincere, hard look at what's really going on mm-hmm. and investigate it more thoroughly, scientifically. Mm-hmm. The reality is because we're so focused on the physical body, we block all of these areas of scientific endeavour in terms of discovery. And the problem with doing that is we become completely unaware of the actual causes of different problems. And as a result, we, we continue with the same problems, even though we have all sorts of medicines developed now, we have a growing number of problems. Yes. And really, listening to this... It if I had no knowledge of spirits, it would sound pretty scary and almost macabre. You're saying that, <laughs> you know, wow, there's all these unseen people that are really controlling our lives and causing us to get sick and yeah, die. And, mm. Yeah, and it's all I can out, see It's why... all because things are out of harmony with love, though. Mm-hmm. It's really a simple problem. Mm-hmm. And the, if, we, if we reduce the problem back to its simple form, it's really because of the choices that each individual make that, out of, that makes that is out of harmony with love. And whenever we make choices out of harmony with love, and remember this is God's definition of love, not our own, whenever we make a choice out of harmony with God's definition of love, there is always a painful, negative, suffering-based response, either in ourselves or in in our family or in society generally. Mm -hmm. And this is constantly going on as a feedback mechanism. God's trying to show us the choices that we've made out of harmony with love and the results of it. And, and the issue we face is that we need to make different choices. And if we, if we investigated this more thoroughly, scientifically and otherwise, we would find the direct correlation between many of these diseases and the spirit involvement in these diseases. And as a result, we would cure many hundreds of thousands, if not millions mm. of people who are currently in pain and suffering on the planet. Mm. Mm. This is why in the first century, many of the diseases that I am recorded in curing, were all cured by the exorcism of spirits. Mm. If you remember, if a person reads their Bible accurately, they will find that there are many times when I had discussions with spirits relating to the malady that existed inside of a living person. And once the spirit was removed, the person became better straight away, instantly. Yeah, and this is interesting though for me because I, there historically... In churches, there has been 
in some cases a belief in um, demons and devils and dark spirits creating problems and possessing people and Mm -hmm. people having exorcisms and things. Mm -hmm. But it seems to me that there was a vital... um, Part Ingredient missing. missing. Yes, <laughs> love would, wouldn't be the vital part. Love, <laughs> love for the spirits involved exactly. in the overcloaking or the possession, exactly. but also the the issue of the why this has happened, the exactly. attraction. No scientific knowledge about why the attraction occurred. In other words, there's this sort of, and, and in fact, the, you know, in the Bible, there's no real record of the emotional reasons why people attracted the spirits they attracted. Mm-hmm. And there is no record of me having the discussions, of course, mm-hmm. which were quite often involved with the spirits and the persons trying to educate them mm-hmm. as to what was the underlying cause of their particular malady or disease. And once we understand these particular things from a, from a scientific perspective, from a, from a medical perspective, then we have a far greater ability to heal these particular things than we currently do. Mm-hmm. At the moment, because we're focusing all of our energy on the, on, the, on the physical solution, the medical and physical solution, we are not seeing all of the causes and as a result we're not curing the problem. Mm-hmm. And it's quite obvious, in fact, we're not curing the problem because many of these problems are getting worse even though we have much more medicine available to us mm-hmm. at this point in time to cure them. So, so my suggestion to the medical profession would be there has to be other causes going on here. It's obvious through the, the, the fact that we have more medicine and still have more problems than we had historically means that there's got to be another cause mm. that's logical. So what I'm suggesting the cause is, is this relationship between the person, their addictions and the spirit and their addictions and how they're influencing the individual. And this is the area of investigation that needs to be thoroughly investigated. And there's all sorts of scientific things we can do to investigate that. I could make up a program for the next 20 years for somebody if they wanted to. But uh, that that would come out with very, very good results. Uh, But we need to have a desire to do it. Yeah, so you're not advocating exorcisms either. You're not advocating a... um dismantling of the medical system and science and just going back to uh, casting holy water onto people and uh, no, speaking see, in Latin. No, see, when I talk about an exorcism, it's completely different to what the average person on this planet believes one to be. Mm-hmm. You know, I've watched some videos of people doing exorcism and there's nothing like what I'm talking about whatsoever. Mm-hmm. And in fact, completely, what they're doing is completely harming the individuals in many cases and causing even more problems than they had in the past. So I would not recommend any of those things. What I'm recommending is a scientifically accurate process <laughs> that will cause the cure of every single person if they engage the process just like I cured every single person I met who engaged the process in the first century. There were people in the first century I did not cure because they refused to engage the process. Yeah. And God's laws cannot be broken with any cure. Mm-hmm. And what we're trying to do in the medical profession at the moment to circumvent the spirit influence is we're trying to f- come up with a physical cure, but it, that doesn't address the cause. Mm-hmm. What we need to do is address the cause. And once we address the cause, the physical cure is automatically going to be the result. And so just to clarify finally, are you saying that all illness is as the result of negative spirit influence? All all illness does have some negative spirit influence because all illness is created by the suppression of particular emotions and addictions, unloving, in other words, unloving beliefs inside of the individual who's alive on earth. Mm-hmm. And that causes spirit 
attachments uh, anyway. Yes. So the reality is there is a spirit involved in every single event that is negative in a person's life generally, mm -hmm. but not because they, you know, they can't be prevented from being involved. It's because of the choice the individual on earth who is alive is making at the mm -hmm. time. And, and what we need to do is understand our choices and the results of them and make different choices. That's what mm -hmm. we need to do. Then we would have complete control over the situation. So we can't go around blaming the spirits for our disease. We, the spirits are the results of certain attractions that are occurring as a result of what we're denying inside of ourselves. That's the thing that we need to address first. Sure. We can't go around blaming all the spirits for all of these problems because they're just being attracted to it. In a, in a different answer that I gave in the FAQs, and I forget what question it was, mm -hmm. I said quite clearly that if all of us here on earth were in a second dimensional condition in terms of love from God's perspective, there could be no negative spirit influence that occurs on earth. Mm -hmm. None at all. Therefore, there would be no disease which involved any person in the spirit world on earth. Mm -hmm. And in fact, the like 99% of all of physical sickness on earth would disappear under those circumstances. That's the reality. The only physical disease that would be present after that is the disease that's within us by our own choice. Yeah. yeah. But unfortunately, because of our current choices, we are not in that condition. We are in a hellish condition here on earth. We also then attract all of these spirits who are also in a hellish condition and many of them have diseases. Many of them have diseases and maladies they had while on earth and they still have them in the spirit world because they haven't worked through the reason why they got the disease in the first place. And as a result, those diseases are imposed further upon the earth and upon people who are in a similar condition. And this exacerbates the problem. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and this is the reason why we have a large amount of growing illnesses on the planet. Mm. 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 Our body is created perfectly. We have the ability to circumvent all of these things inside of our body if it's engaged in harmony with love. That's yeah. what we need to remember. Great. Yeah. Thank you. But that's how our spirits can influence us negatively. Yeah. Isn't it? So but, quite, yeah. quite a lot, possibly. Quite a lot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Why do spirits influence people on earth? Well, to answer that question, we've really got to say, why does anybody try to influence anybody on earth? Yeah. <laughs> because uh, the reality is, like we've said in many answers so far to these questions, is that spirits are just people with exactly the same motivations and desires as many other people here on earth. So they all come from the earth. So they have motivations and desires that came from their life on earth as well. So the real question is, why does anybody attempt to influence anybody? And... The reality is that we're all influencing everybody at every moment, whether we like it or not, actually. The, the truth of influence is that we have positive and negative influences surrounding us all of our life. And these are a fact of life. And unless we're a hermit, we wouldn't have any, where we wouldn't have any physical influences around our life, we are going to be influenced by other people in some direction. We're going to have some kind of truths presented to us from other people from the universe around us. And if we're a hermit, we're still going to be have it from the spirit world. Mm -hmm. So the real question then becomes what kind of influence is positive and what kind of influence is negative? Well, the kind of influence that's positive is the kind of influence that influences us into a direction to become more harmonious with love, mm -hmm. where we use our will to help ourselves develop in love. 
that is influence that is positive. Influence that is negative is influence that, that pushes away, us away from love, that causes us to move away from love or influences us in some direction away from love. And that's influence that's negative. So then the question becomes, what's the motivation for a person influencing us positively? Mm-hmm. And what's the motivation for a person influencing us negatively? Well, the motivations for a person influencing us positively are usually also loving. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's the rea- reality of love. Love causes us to desire to help other people become more loving as well as ourselves. So love becomes the positive influence that motivates people, whether they're spirits or people on earth, to help other people grow in love. In terms of the influences that cause a person to be influenced negatively, well, there are many and varied, but all opposite to love. Mm-hmm. So there are fear, shame, guilt, you know, sadness, all sorts of other emotions that a person hasn't released would cause a person, whether they're a spirit or a person on earth, to attempt to influence another person in a certain direction that's out of harmony with love. And we see this happening all the time on earth. Um, for example, we often see, you know, when there's a divorce happening, we often see, you know, the men go to the pub, you know, and they're not feeling their sadness. And so what they do, they attract a heap of other sad guys who are all drinking, attract a heap of sad spirits who are all want the drink as well. And they, they get a bit drunk and they express their sadness, you know, about how bad it all is and they have a bit of a complaint session and might even get a bit angry and so forth. And that's all negative influence down a certain track. Mm-hmm. Now, the influence is because all of those people who are influencing that person probably haven't dealt with the same emotions that the person themselves is trying to deny. Mm-hmm. And it's the same when all the girls get together down the coffee shop and do the same thing at the divorce time, you know, mm-hmm. like complaining about the men and being bitter about how they've been treated and all those kind of things. That's negative influence, not towards love, but away from love. And as a result, you know, a lot of the people involved in that will be also not having dealt with the same kind of emotions, generally, that are in the person themselves who's being influenced. And so... Generally, what we find is that influence itself is driven by a whole heap of negative emotions that are out of harmony with love that haven't been resolved within the individuals who are trying to influence others. So what are, if I'm one of those spirits and I'm trying to influence you, you've got a similar suppression of an emotion as I do, what do I get out of that? Well, you get all of your addictions met, just like all the women sitting around the table, you know, all complaining about their men get their addictions met. What, what do you mean by addictions in well, that Well, they context? get their addictions of being able to criticise the other party without looking at themselves, without having to have a self-examination of what their problem might be. So no one there is challenging that feeling in them, no. and so it feels good for them. feels good for them yep. to not be challenged. They just want to vent and uh, have everyone agree. Mm-hmm. Nobody ever can c- corrects them generally. And if anybody does, generally they are attacked. And that's what people want. They want that. So basically you're saying that um, the reason why spirit would influence people on earth is because they feel good. They get to feel good out of it. The spirit gets to feel good and the person on earth thinks they get to feel good too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's the, in a negative sense. In a negative sense. Um, in a really malevolent sense, the, it might be some kind of codependent addiction. So, for example, this person on earth might be terrified mm-hmm. and the spirit influences them to feel more terrified. Mm-hmm. And that is a, then the spirit gets to feel the joy of having someone else in more terror than they are. So they get to feel powerful or they something like that. They get to feel like powerful, yeah, yeah. all those kind of things. 
Okay. If it's a sexual instance, then the person on earth gets influenced to having sex and they probably want that and then the person in the spirit world gets to share in it and they probably want that. So it just depends on the motivations. All of those motivations, of course, are unloving. Mm-hmm. But it depends on whether we want them or not. So basically spirits can influence the earth. It, all spirits can influence the earth. Mm-hmm. Um, and but they not all do spirits it... can influence every person on earth. Yeah. Because every person on earth is in a different condition of love. And if our condition of love on earth is in a very good condition, if we become at one with God while on earth, it's impossible for any spirit to influence us negatively on earth. Mm-hmm. Impossible. Mm-hmm. Physically impossible. And spiritually impossible. So the reason why, though, is really because if I'm in a good condition of love, the reason I would do it is because I want to foster love. love. I, want yeah. to, I want love to grow. I want love to grow. And, and if, if I'm, I'm not in a good condition of love, yeah, why then would I that do means it? I have fear, sadness, you know, and all these other feelings. Mm-hmm. I want those feelings to grow. Yeah. So I want the feelings of sadness to grow. I want everyone to feel as sad as I do or I want everyone to feel as angry as I am or I want everyone to feel as afraid as I am. Or, yeah. uh, and so that causes me to motivate people in a negative direction. Basically, the underlying motivations are all emotional mm-hmm. in nature. Um, but the majority of people don't feel their emotions very well and so they don't notice the emotional nature of every, pe- every bit of influence. Beautiful. Thank mm. you. If you think about even the influences we get from television, you know, with regard to advertising, a lot of advertising plays upon fear. If mm. we look at the news, it plays upon fear. If you look at, you know, you've got to see this, otherwise you'll miss out, that's a fear. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. you, you've got to do this, otherwise you'll lose some money, that's a fear. And, you know, there's, if you look at the average adverts on television, most of them play upon our fear. Mm. That's how spirits influence it, exactly the same way. Give us intellectual and visual messages playing upon our fears. Mm. And, uh, and of course, in a lot of cases, because we're unwilling to feel our fears and not, you know, and to be more ethical, unwilling to be more ethical, we go along with it. We go along with placating our fears and whatever the spirit tells us, we go along with it. Mm. Mm. And it's very much the same as any type of influence that we receive on earth. This is why I feel that we don't have to be there afraid of it. It's, a, it's identical to any kind of influence we would normally receive on earth with the exception that we can't see the person doing the influence, that's all. Yeah. And it has very similar motivations and it also has a very similar way of combating it from our perspective and that is if we were ethical, we'd combat it. If we were in harmony with love, we would not be influenced. Yeah, yeah. Mm. How much of the world's suffering is related to spirit influence? Well, we've got to be careful with this question because um, there is a tendency with people once they learn about spirit influence to blame the spirits for their own suffering. The reality, though, is quite different. All suffering comes from our own avoidance of love in some way. So, So all suffering begins from our own life from our own perspective from our own choices and then because we make those particular choices we attract through the law we attract a lot of other people who support those choices now if in those attractions we attract spirits who support our choices or or use our our choices then we can't really say that they're doing that on their own we are giving them the ability to do it Mm -hmm. Because of this, we could say that all suffering on the planet starts 
with our own choice to act out of harmony with love. Now that's our own choice to act out of harmony with love of God, with love of ourselves, with love of our neighbour, with love of children and love of the environment. Mm -hmm. That's where all of our own pain and suffering begins. But once we make that negative choice, our pain and suffering can be exacerbated by what we attract. And that is the law. We will attract the things that we support in our own unloving condition. And as a result of that, we attract spirits who will support our own unloving condition, Mm -hmm. which further degrade our own pain and suffering. So if we understand that our own pain and suffering begins with our own choice, then we will stop seeing it as as the spirits as someone to blame. However, there is so much pain and suffering that is caused through what we attract, bearing in mind, of course, that we are attracting it because of our condition. But because we set up this condition and we go along with this condition, a lot of times unwittingly, a lot of times without knowledge, mm-hmm. without any scientific knowledge or any, any accurate spiritual knowledge, we are setting up these systems that create more attractions of suffering. And there are a large number, many billions of spirits in the spirit world who wish to cause us more pain and suffering. Mm -hmm. So, of course, you could say that the total cause of pain and suffering on the planet is a mixture of the 7 billion or so people on the planet mostly choosing to do things that are out of harmony with the way God would do them, out of harmony with God's love, Mm -hmm. that causing an attraction of another 20 or 30 billion spirits who are influencing the earth and influencing us, to, and that increases the pain and suffering as a result of the choice that we made. And that's the primary cause of pain and suffering. So spirits are very much responsible for a lot of pain and suffering on the planet, but they couldn't do so without having the vehicle to do it. Mm-hmm. And we do choose to become the vehicle by our own denial of our own pain and suffering and our own denial of our own emotional and soul-based condition in love. That's where we make the choice. So given that we are, like collectively on the planet, the majority of us are making that choice, aren't Mm -hmm. aren't we? So given that we are actually enabling this kind of influence... We are enabling it, and not only enabling it, almost wanting it. Like in many cases, a lot of people... So, for example, I've brought up examples before, but if I give you some examples... A man who's looking for constant sexual conquests wants a spirit to help him find the women who he could have sexual relations with. Mm-hmm. He wants that. Mm-hmm. He desperately, in many cases, wants that. So, of course, he's going to get a line-up of spirits with him trying to help him have sexual conquests. Yeah. And he can't then say that it's all the spirit's fault. No. Because he desperately wanted that to happen in the first place. Yeah. It's, and this is what we've got to consider is that a lot of the time, even though we, don't, we think we don't want it, we do. And we're not honest with ourselves frequently. And as a result, we get what we want. Mm. But it comes along with pain and suffering. Mm. Sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. I was just thinking that um, I suppose this is a main problem that most of us face, is that we don't understand that whenever we break God's laws, which are all based around love there are negative consequences for breaking them and the negative consequences are all pain and suffering. Whenever we 
desire to live in harmony with God's laws and we do so, there are no negative consequences whatsoever. And in fact, there are positive consequences for doing so. And we on this planet have yet to learn that. It's one of the basic principles that we've yet to really learn as a society and, and, and in the different cultures of the earth. We believe that we should be able to get away with unloving behaviour and still have a good life. That's what we believe. Mm. And it's not possible in God's universe mm. to get away with loving behaviour and have a good life. Yeah. It's just not possible. And even if we think it's possible on earth, wait till you get to the spirit world. You'll find it's definitely not possible. Mm. <laughs> So, so, yeah, but uh, back to the question I was going to ask earlier. Sure. Given that we are enabling all of this influence, yeah. which is related to our suffering, what spheres are we, like, there's a lot of suffering on the planet at the moment in lots of different spheres. There's poverty, there's disease, there's um, political tyranny, there's genocide, there's... Uh, environmental concerns, there's there's all kinds of issues. Even bigger than that, there's intergender rivalry which causes huge amounts of damage on the planet. There's a lot of our social issues are even bigger than our political issues. I agree. Mm. So how are spirits involved in all of those things? Of course. Okay. Of course, every single one of those things, there are spirits involved, positively and negatively. One spirit's trying to influence certain things positively and other spirit's trying to influence them negatively. Mm. And our openness to which one we will receive the influence from is completely dependent on how strongly we desire to love and to use our will in harmony with love even if we're attacked, even in the face of violence. Mm. That, will depend, that will, to a great extent, determine our future. Mm. When spirits influence people on the earth, what effect does that actually have on the spirit themselves? Well, it depends what type of influence we're trying to bring to the person on earth. If our influence that we're trying to bring to the person on earth is based upon love and is motivated by love, then it actually enhances our condition in love, which means that we, uh, we grow in love, and as we grow in love, we, it makes us eligible to live in better and more pristine environments in the spirit world. So in that regard, it would be very positive. Okay. If our desire is to influence the person on earth in a negative direction, out of harmony with love and into you know suppression of all sorts of emotions and eventually into acting out rage and acting out shame, acting out sexual desires that are out of harmony with love, then where we're going there is we're influencing the person negatively. We're teaching the person to do things that are damaging the person. As a result of that, our own soul will degrade in its condition. And in fact, the way a spirit feels it is their pain intensifies. Their own pain and suffering intensifies immediately upon taking an action which harms another person, whether that other person was in the spirit world or on earth. Mm-hmm. So the way the spirit feels it is an increase in their pain and suffering. Now, often there's, it's sort of like their rage is this high and their rebellion is this high and their pain and suffering begins this high. And it's only until they do something more that causes their pain to be this high and do something more and it causes their pain to be so much higher again. And eventually they get to the point where the pain and suffering exceeds the rebellion. Mm-hmm. And at that point, is when the spirit stops taking the negative action. And that's when they... That, and that actually locks in their place in the spirit world. Mm. 
in yep. terms of their location of where they will live until they start to take positive actions to reduce their rebellion. So what happens for most of them is they arrive in the spirit world with an attitude of rebellion but with pain and suffering that does not yet match their rebellion. And so they increase their rebellion until the pain and suffering, sorry, the rebellion is, is now acted upon mm-hmm. and they increase their pain and suffering until their pain and suffering increases so much so that it masks the feeling of wanting to rebel. So the, the pain and suffering is actually elevated because of the, the action in rebellion. Of their actions in rebellion. Yeah. Yeah, their actions in rebellion taken because they wish to rebel against the laws of love. And, and so this is about rebellion of laws of love. Mm-hmm. Their, their rebellion of laws of love is this high and they might not have acted them all out on earth. Right, mm-hmm. And most people haven't actually acted them all out on earth because there's laws on earth that stop you <laughs> yes. from doing so. Right? And, but when they hit the spirit world, they find there's no laws stopping them. So they just keep going, keep going, keep going, keep going, keep going until the rebellion is exceeded by their pain and suffering. Mm-hmm. When their sa- pain and suffering pain is greater, suffering is greater yep. right? when their pain and suffering is greater, they then stop doing any more actions or they just continue at that level of action. Mm-hmm. And, and that point is the point when they start to turn mm. into a more positive state. Up until that point, they continue their behaviour until they've reached the destruction of their own self and this, that they can manage. Got you. So this, um, this, these actions are influencing other people. Yes. That's what you're saying. This... Every time we harm the will of another, our pain and suffering will increase. This mm-hmm. is the law, one mm-hmm. of the laws of love of the universe, in fact. Every time we take an action that harms the will of another, whether it's purposeful or even mistaken, mm-hmm. even, we will be an increase in our own pain. If it's mistaken, the increase will be less than if it's a purposeful action. But either way, there will be an increase in our own pain. And as our pain increases, eventually we get to our own pain threshold where we can't manage the pain anymore and we want to stop. Yeah. We want to stop. Yeah. And when we want to stop, that's where we stop. And that's what attracts us, attracts us finally to our condition in the spirit world and our position, our, our location in the spirit world where we eventually live. And after that point, what we choose to do to develop in love will determine how we progress and determine the reduction of our pain and suffering. Now, this point can happen when we're on earth or in the spirit world, but for the majority of people, they are very desensitised to the emotions involved that cause pain and suffering. And as a result, they continue to do things that pain and suffering on earth until they pass. And it's only after they pass that they become more sensitive and therefore stop their actions beyond a certain point. Mm-hmm. Whereas uh, for the majority of people, uh, they don't stop their actions on earth Whereas we could all choose to stop our actions on earth and therefore not experience the extra pain and suffering that comes after we've passed by continuing to choose negative actions. And influencing other people. Correct. Yes. Remember that it's every time we act out of harmony with love that we are going to increase our own pain and suffering and the pain and suffering of others. Now, any time we do it against their will, we are increasing their pain and therefore our own. Mm-hmm. So, so every single person who does this in the spirit world is increasing their pain and suffering and eventually they stop. And, and as you know, you, you and I have many spirits come to us 
who have had a history, yes. <laughs> should we call it, of very dark oh. behaviour, very dark deeds, very evil natures, and they've increased their pain and suffering so much but that by the time they come to speak with us, they've, they've really finished the process. They've, they, they are in terrible pain, mm-hmm. but they've finished the process of wanting to do further damage and they want to know what to do about that then. And that's when you can help them. And in fact, there are many, many millions of spirits waiting for these darker spirits to get into that condition so that these brighter spirits, the more loving spirits, can help them. To, to progress into love mm-hmm. and therefore out of their pain. Beautiful. Can people on earth influence people in spirit? We've talked a lot in other questions about spirits influencing people on earth. Mm-hmm. What about the reverse? Can people on earth influence people in the spirit world? Yes, greatly, actually. More than they realise. The main reason, there are, and in a positive and negative direction as well. In a negative direction, you can influence people who have passed quite a lot because the people who have passed can read your actual thoughts and feel your actual emotions towards them. You see, people on earth are often used to having a facade. Mm-hmm. So, you know, when they interact with another person on earth, they put on the pretty face and whatever, and then they go home and they talk to their husband or wife and go, yeah, that person, I don't like them, it's terrible, 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 whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't really get along with them. I don't know why we put up with them in our life. And they, give, and they say all these things personally. Yes. But the person who they feel all those things about doesn't hear them. But when that person who they said all those things about passes into the spirit world, now they can hear them. They can even see the history of their thoughts about them. Mm. Now, as you can imagine, for the majority of people, this is a very traumatic time, right? Because now all the things that were left unsaid are able to be accessed and you know exactly the opinion of the person about you. Mm. Now, the majority of people are not sensitive to these opinions when they're alive on earth and now they become sensitive to them after they've passed into the spirit world. So you imagine the effect that that would have upon you if a friend that you thought was your friend for all of your life had said all these bad things about you to other people and yet you believe they were your friend. And then uh, when you pass, you realise their true feelings towards you were completely different. It would almost destroy some people, and it does. Mm. The reality is it causes a lot of rage and anger and resentment and other emotions that they never had when they were alive. Mm -hmm. But now they have because they know the truth. Mm. And this is the problem of interacting with people out of harmony with truth, is that eventually you don't know them anymore and it's only after you pass that you come to know them. Mm. And this, of course, has a huge effect on a spirit after they've passed. They can feel all of these terrible feelings and they often respond angrily to them just as a normal person would on earth. They get resentful and then they want to harm the person back and they want to hurt the person's life back and they do all sorts of things to do in, a, in a process of eventually dealing with the falseness that they would received at the hands of another. Mm. So there's a negative example mm. of how a person may... Yeah on earth can Mm. affect a person who's in the spirit world. A positive example is a person on earth can talk to people in the spirit world and help them move into a condition of love. And in fact, in some ways, they can help them move better than a spirit can help them move. The reason why this is the case is that most people who pass on the earth stay 
earthbound. In other words, they stay around the earth for a period of time. And therefore, the majority of people who they hear and, and, and can read the thoughts of are people who are on earth. Now, for many of these spirits, they don't receive much positive input from all of that. They receive a lot of negative input from all of that. They see the truth of how their friends thought about them. They see the truth of how this person who they thought didn't lie to them lied to them and all these kinds of There's all these terrible things. Now, you imagine if they had one person who actually loved them, yeah. one person who cared about them enough to share the truth about the spirit world with them, one person who can help them develop in love, one person who's a positive influence many of those spirits feel very attracted to that person as a result. And so a person on earth has a great power to influence a spirit in a positive direction. Mm. And there are many examples of this. If you read the Paget messages, there's many examples of James Paget doing this with many of his friends who passed mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. into the spirit world. And, uh, and this is a very powerful positive effect that we can have with people who have passed. Is it also true because a person passes... And the majority of people don't have any concept of what is ahead of them, what's going, what's the, going to happen, and often they're quite afraid about what begins to happen. Yeah. So is it also true that we can have a lot of... Well, I feel it's true yeah. that we can have a lot of influence because those people who've passed feel more comfortable here. And they do. So that if this we is what are, they know. They lived on the earth. They know the earth. They know what life here is like. They don't know what the spirit world life is like. If they've got a friend or a mate on earth who does know those things and then who can convince them to try this and try that, they can be greatly positively benefited after their passing. And they'll perhaps listen more than they would to someone that they've never met. They will always listen yes. more because they, tr- they can feel the love coming from the person and so there's a trust. Mm. If, of course, they won't trust the person who lied about them. <laughs> no, In fact, they'd, yes. <laughs> they'd have more mistrust of them now. But, but if they had a person who did not lie about them and who loved them and cared about them and wanted them to progress and wanted to tell them the truth, they would trust that person often implicitly mm-hmm. and often far more than they'll trust any person in the spirit world mm. who might want to help them. And this is a very positive, powerful effect that we on earth can have upon people who have passed over into the spirit world. Mm. Mm. Great. Is a person or a spirit who influences another person or overcloaks another accountable for their own actions from God's perspective? If they choose to harm another person in this matter in this manner, what is the effect upon the soul of the person doing the harm? Okay, well, if we draw the influence firstly down to positive and negative influence, so it's possible to have either of two influences upon a person. If the influence is positive in the sense that it's in harmony with love and it also helps the person on earth become more in harmony with love, then there will always be a positive benefit to the soul of the spirit who's trying to assist the person on earth. And in fact, the way God's laws all work is there is always a consequence, mm-hmm. whether it's positive or negative, for either breaking, for breaking the law or living in harmony with the law. There's always a positive consequence or a negative consequence, depending on whether we either live in harmony with the law or out of harmony with the law. So, of course, there is always a consequence of a spirit taking an action towards any other person, whether that person be a spirit or another person on earth. Mm-hmm. If the 
the influence is positive. Obviously, the consequence for the soul of the person in the spirit world is positive, even if the person on earth chooses to not take the positive influence. Mm -hmm. So even though there might not be a result for the person on earth moving in a positive direction, the spirit's intention for something positive to occur has a positive benefit to the soul of the spirit. So this is a very beautiful reward that the spirit receives for actually attempting to do something in harmony with love. If the spirit is the opposite to that and their intention is to destroy or harm the life of the person on earth, then obviously the consequence will be very negative towards the soul of the person in the spirit world who is attempting such actions. And the consequence will be not only a degradation of their own condition, but it will also mean that they'll be drawn into living in a location that's worse than the location they could have lived in if they hadn't taken the action, Mm -hmm. if they had not taken the action. So in other words, not as the consequence personal from the point of view of their own condition, but it also influences the location in which they can live. Mm -hmm. Now, for many of the spirits, they don't notice this initially because they're bound around the earth and so they're not living where they would normally live and therefore therefore they do not notice that the, where they are living in this, or potentially could live in the spirit world is now being reduced. The same applies, of course, to the spirit who is working in a positive direction. Every positive action he takes, he will live in a better condition in the spirit world. Now, obviously, if he's initially earthbound and he takes a positive action and, and then he takes another and another, unwittingly, he's actually progressing in the spirit world. And once yeah. he finds the location in the spirit world, he'll find it was a much better place than what he would have arrived in if he hadn't taken these positive actions. Mm -hmm. So the beauty of what God has done is that God's created this system in which, whether we're conscious of it or not, our actions out of harmony or in harmony with love have a either negative or or positive consequence, Mm -hmm. depending on what we choose to do. And, And this is a very powerful way of giving us feedback. So God is constantly trying to give us feedback, constantly trying to say, look... All of my universe is based around laws that are harmonious with love. And if you learn that, and if you live in harmony with that, and use your will in harmony with that, there are just beautiful consequences or benefits, if you like, for doing that. But if you continue to live out of harmony with love, on this other direction, out of harmony with love, out of harmony with other people's free will, damaging other people, you will damage yourself and you'll live in a worse place Mm. in the end. And... The beauty of the spirit world to a degree, if the person is living in it, so a person who passes over in the spirit world isn't necessarily yet living in the spirit world because they may live on the earth for many years before they do live in the spirit world. But if they were living in the spirit world and allowed themselves to live in the spirit world and saw their environment degrade, then they would know the action I took was out of harmony with love. Mm. If they saw their environment improve, then they would know the action they just took was in harmony with love. Mm-hmm. And, and this is the sad thing about many of these earthbound spirits is that because they are still living around the earth and have not yet really entered the place where they are meant to live in the long run, they don't get the feedback system and unfortunately most of them continue to take negative actions and therefore where they end up in the spirit world is often worse a place 
than the place they would have ended up if they went there straight away. Yeah. And so I would recommend to any person that, that passes to not remain around the earth as they feel drawn to do, but rather go to the place in the spirit world where they actually are drawn, where their soul will draw them to live, that their soul has created for them to live. And then if they do come back to earth, they'll at least know what actions are positive and what actions are negative by the degradation or improvement of their living location. Of their surroundings. Of their yeah. surroundings. So um, the first part of the question was about is a person or a spirit who influences another accountable for their actions from God's perspective? And you've answered that very much so. Definitely. We're all accountable We're for We're all, all accountable actions. for every action, whether yeah. in out of, or out of harmony with love. The law, God's laws, automatically operate. Pardon me. Automatically operate. They're like the laws of gravity. We've got to think of them like the laws of gravity. That's how, That's how uncertain they are they and are. unwavering they are. Yep. They, have, they do not bend yep. unless there is a higher law that can circumvent the action mm-hmm. of the lower law, like mm-hmm. the law of aerodynamics can overcome the law of gravity. Yes. And it's very much the same in our spirit form as it is in our physical. And everything to do with love is like this. So, so we must understand that every time we take an action that is out of harmony with love, there is a law that we break that's like the law of gravity. There's an instant and mm-hmm. direct effect on our soul and the souls of others. Yeah. Right? And, and unfortunately, because, it, because the action is taken out, out of harmony with love, it's not just a physical action, but one that's taken with a motive out of harmony with love, the consequence is very painful mm-hmm. in the spirit world that a person eventually feels. And if we understand that, then we understand that God has made a completely accountable system where God is saying, I am giving you this beautiful gift of free will, but you are now accountable for everything you do. So God has given you the gift, but made you the accountable being that you become. Now, we are accountable whether we want to take accountability or not Mm -hmm. from God's perspective. We are accountable. There is no manipulation of God or God's laws in this process. You can't bend the rules. It's not like he's a police officer (laughs) who comes along and you say, look, mate, uh, can you let me get away with it this time? The police officer feels bad for you, so he says, yeah, no worries, I'll let you get away with it this time. God's not going to do that with you. All of God's laws are like the law of gravity. Depending on the circumstances will depend on the results. Every single time, if the circumstances are identical, the results will be identical. And it doesn't matter whether you're a man or a woman or, you know, what country you come from, what religion you are, what anything. It is equal in the way it's applied right across the board. If the same person kind of person does the same kind of thing, exactly the same thing, but they're from a different religion, don't, don't think that you're going to get a different result because you're not, right? If they're the, they a male compared with a female, don't think you're going to get a different result because you're not. They are going to be applied right across the board. And, and this is the beauty of the way God's created the universe. So every single person is accountable and we are accountable because we have the gift of free will. Mm-hmm. We, that's the price of the gift, if you like, yeah. is to be accountable for your actions. Okay, so the second part of the question, um, this person is sort of wanting to ask about when a spirit overcloaks another person. Yes. And what kind of effect that has upon the person doing the overcloaking, upon the soul of that person. And you talked generally about um, 
what happens when we so choose this is a bit more things. specific. Yes. So, so the spirit overcloaking another person. Now, the person on earth obviously is okay with being overcloaked. Otherwise, it couldn't happen. Otherwise, it couldn't happen. You know, the reality is a person on earth cannot be overcloaked unless their will is engaged to allow it to occur. How our will is engaged is we might not want our own life. We might want somebody else's. And so a spirit comes and lives through us and has mm-hmm. their life. Yeah. Um, we might not want to be, you know, a certain type of person. You know, maybe we're shy and we don't want to be shy anymore. So a spirit comes and overcloaks us and we're not shy anymore. And we get to feel a bit relieved inside because yeah. we're not exactly. so socially anxious. Yeah. So obviously the person on earth who is, in ta- who is encouraged such uh, behaviour in the spirit has a, far, has a high degree of accountability for their own unloving behaviour mm-hmm. towards themselves, mm-hmm. actually. They, and by the way, laws that are broken towards ourselves have just the same accountability as if they are towards another. So, for example, if I murder you or I murder myself, there will be a similar level of accountability. Mm-hmm. So, so, you know, we can't just say, oh, but I just did it to myself, so I shouldn't be accountable. No, God makes everything accountable based on God's Viewpoint of love. Yeah. <laughs> All of God's laws are governed by that. Now, in the case of the spirit doing the overcloaking, they had a choice. They could have chosen, even though the person wanted it, they could have chosen to not do it. And that's the selfishness of the spirit now who've chosen this. That's his or her unloving behaviour. And, of course, they are accountable for their unloving behaviour. And they're accountable for what they choose to do in the body of the person who's allowed them to use their body to do whatever they're doing. They're accountable for every act. Their their soul condition will degrade the same way as if they'd done it themselves. Right. So, so that's for the person being overcloaked. No, that's for the person overcloaking. But if, sorry, the person, for the person overcloaking, overcloaking. Whatever he does in the body of the person he is overcloaking, he is personally accountable for, and. Whatever is, happens to that person, let's say he decides to go off and murder a few people, right? and there's many times that's happened on yeah. earth, yeah. then he is responsible for every one of those murders. Even though the person on earth might be put in, tried and put in jail and eventually maybe even you know, corporal executed punishment or, executed for yeah. the crime, from God's perspective, the spirit, because he overcloaked the individual and did the act, he is He's accountable responsible. for the crime. Right? And his soul would degrade to the condition of what he chose to do Mm. as a result. So the way God's laws work, very fine, very specific, without any manipulation or modification, and that every single person who is involved in an act is directly attributable to the consequences of such actions. And therefore, they directly bear the responsibility and accountability. Mm. And it's a good system, obviously. It's a great system, isn't it? Yeah, because yeah. eventually the spirit learns that he did a whole heap of things that were unloving. Eventually he learns, you know. And there have been many spirits that take many hundreds of years to learn that, mm. unfortunately. We've talked to some that have taken thousands of years to learn that. We've talked to some that have since they that, that never murdered a single person while they were on earth, but once they got to the spirit world, they murdered hundreds of people. And as a result, their condition degraded with every murder they undertook. Mm-hmm. And, um, and as a result of their degradation, eventually their pain increased to such a point that it became unbearable and they stopped and they yeah. wanted to talk to us about what's going on. It's, it's a beautiful system, isn't it? Like within all of it, I just see how God is trying to teach us 
about the power of our will yes. used in disharmony with love or used or in, in harmony, harmony with love. And that's and the theme that comes out all the time. Everywhere. Yeah. It's God wants us to understand ourselves yes. and, and the power of our will. How, yes. yeah. I think, though, one of the biggest problems that we face on the planet, and this is probably something we can do to conclude this session mm-hmm. or say about concluding this session, is that... On this planet, we have these concepts and ideas that block us from this interaction with the spirit world. Usually, any conversation about a spirit from mainstream society is condemned, ridiculed, made fun of. And there is a deep, even amongst the people who do understand that there are spirits and there are, they can talk to them in the spirit world, there is a huge amount of misinformation and false beliefs, in fact, completely false beliefs. Mm-hmm. This shortage of accurate, scientific, real information regarding the interaction between the earth and the spirit world is causing so much damage to people in the spirit world and also on earth. And if we knew more truth about all of these interactions and engaged the entire situation in a lot different manner, we, w- we have available to us a large amount of information that, that would help us change how we interact with the spirit world, the life after our death. Yes. And it would help us immensely in terms of development on the planet, scientific, you know, uh, physical, physics-based development, mm-hmm. emotional-based development, socially-based development, politically-based development, and every other form that you can think of it would help mm-hmm. us immensely with. It would also help us to understand the, a lot of the underlying effects and causes of disease and suffering that occur on the planet if we opened ourselves up to a, to a proper scientific discussion about these particular facts. The problem I see is that the majority of people on the planet are very much against such a discussion. The primary reason they are against is due to both scientific and religious fear. Let's look at the religious fear. In most forms of religion, there is a, a huge amount of negative information about interaction with spirits and spirit world. And in fact, in, for the Christian faith, for example, there is a direct condemnation of it at, at, at the threat of death. Hmm. If you look from a scientific perspective, there's ridicule and general degradation of any scientist who attempts to find any information about these particular things. So that's fear about finding out the truth about a whole heap of things which would disprove your own concepts of the universe. Mm -hmm. So that's still fear. So if we look at these two forms of fear, they're the primary two forms of fear, and then the third one is emotional fear, just the direct emotional fear of having the thought that other people who we can't see influence our daily life. Those three fears almost completely determine how much information about spirits and spirit world is available on this planet, Mm -hmm. accurate information. And unfortunately, because of the lack of accurate information, we see huge amounts of degradation to the earth, degradation to people on the earth, pain and suffering on the earth, pain and suffering in the spirit world, just because of the lack of information. What I would propose is that if people wish to break away from these traditions of fear, then they will need to confront some of their own personal fears when we discuss spirit issues. And once they do that, if they have a, a passion to finding out the truth about what's really going on between the earth and the spirit world in their own personal day-to-day life and also in life of society, 
then we will have a great way of moving forward mm -hmm. in terms of spiritual development, emotional development, but in particular in terms of development in love on mm -hmm. the planet. And that's where I feel we need to head with regard to this issue of spirits. So we have many other questions that we need to answer about it, uh, as you know, but I feel if we understood that one thing, that there's a really big need for true scientific, real information about this interaction between the earth and the spirit world. And obviously you and I have personal experience with it, but in that we've lived in both locations and remember both mm -hmm. locations, the majority of people are in their first incarnation and therefore they have not any experience with the spirit world and there's a huge amount of fear about it. And, and we feel that if everyone knew the truth, it would be a lot easier life we'd yes. have here on earth. Yeah. And also the spirits who pass would have a lot easier life after they've passed. Mm. Yeah. Mm. So I feel that's, uh, that's probably a good, good place note to, to wrap end up off today. this session, yep. which is yes. question 13 on the second session. Yes. Yeah. 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 Thanks. Yeah. Thanks, darling. And thanks, guys, for your, for your videoing again. Yeah. yeah.